Cancel. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. morning. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. Good morning. Did you ever meet it just now? I couldn't hear my intro song, but I'm good. No, we didn't. Hey, let me see my little. uh, Well, it's too late now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Here we go. Stand by. All right. Here we go. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Happy Tuesday. Hi. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. Great, great. What are our headlines this morning? Fantabulous. Well, um, two men have been arrested for work permit violations. Um, the WORC, AKA work has been extremely busy. Remember the picture that you sent me last week, Blake, (laughs) I'm kind of adding you a little bit here of all this police action that you saw. Well, that same day, we saw him at Eastern Avenue, Rubis. Yes. Well, they, the, the work was out in full force, um, doing an Island wide sweep that day. So that was, so was somebody working at Rubis? Um, I don't know. Oh. Necessarily at that location. Or that's where they found them. But I do know that um, that particular day, they were all over the island making uh, various um, pickups. Oh, wow. Violations. Yes. So people can expect for them to continue to make these sweeps. So if you're here working illegally, if you've landed without, you know, the right papers and documentation and permission, or even if you're working outside the terms of your work permit, you need to make sure, folks, that you get yourself straightened out because those are very, very serious offenses. They are. You can and, actually go to prison for that. And somebody did in the uh, yeah. in our time on the radio. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, their, their time. That's yeah, what it was. I think. Yeah. Right. So um, Works has said that offenders will definitely be prosecuted mm. to ensure that they are um, compliant with um you know all of the laws including the immigration transition act and others so they have a compliance unit that is working overtime to nab you know any violators and this is important because as you recall um some of the you know criminals that enter the country they do so illegally and so it's really really important if anyone um, sees someone working legally that they help the officials as well and report such activity in other news, government is working to finalize the regen negotiations with DART. So this came out yesterday in the uh, parliament. The government has been moving quite swiftly through its parliamentary papers as the opposition remains a no-show. Um, it means that they can actually get some work done without the usual politicking. So phase one of the Georgetown landfill remediation is almost completed. The work continues between the Cayman Islands government and DART to finalize the project agreement, um, you know, negotiations Mm -hmm. and uh, reach financial closure, according to the premier, the Honorable Wayne Panton. So he made this announcement on Monday and he said that uh, he was providing an update on the progress of the new integrated solid waste management system or regen, as it's uh, often called. 
And so this is a private, uh, a public-private partnership between government and DART to actually do something about the Georgetown landfill. So I'm sure you see it um, when you pass by the landfill, especially on the side that's like closest to the very last entrance for um yeah, they a good job uh, putting uh, dirt on it, covering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're capping it off. So. And I would love to see like, um, well, there's already some vegetation growing on it. It would just be cool to see that entirely covered with uh, some yeah. sort of vegetation. Well, you know, it's probably going to be covered by buildings soon enough. <laughs> I don't think we'll be but, building on that mound. But No, we, sh- we should. We probably shouldn't. Probably not. Um, I would say no. that that's not stable. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. going to settle at some point. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, we have a park in... Idaho Falls that used to be a dump and they capped it and it's a nice park for yeah. park now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, again, this... I don't think they were just throwing. I think they have to go through a lot of stuff that they were throwing in the dump in Mount Trashmore. Yeah. You know? And the, yeah. So the, the premier that. said yeah. that um, he wanted to clarify that the last estimated cost for the facility was not 105 million as was stated um, previously by the opposition, but it was a projected at least $205 million when the contract was actually signed in March of 2021. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's not going to be cheap to, to do it and to do it right. Um, but he also encouraged everyone to do their part in terms of waste management. Um, don't overuse what you don't need. Recycle, reuse, repurpose, all that wonderful stuff. Yep. A driver was rescued from a burning vehicle. Very, very fortunate uh, this individual has been. Police received vehicle burning. Well, um, (laughs) there was an explosion after. um, I mean, does it say that it was? Was it? Yeah, it just says there was an explosion. So Hmm. the police are still investigating. Single vehicle collision and then an explosion. So I guess that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, right on Shamrock and Bodden Town in the vicinity of Brightview Drive, and apparently uh, we understand that the father of the driver actually um pulled them out of the vehicles aren't they fortunate wow yeah yeah so the vehicle fire was eventually extinguished but it looks like it's a total loss obviously hey do we know what Um, happened with the house fire yesterday you were talking about yes oh my gosh such a weird and bizarre story but um you know not long after I think I told you guys we heard that she was at the airport, right? Right. That's what you said. So a few people have messaged me. And again, you know, this is just no confirmation here. I don't know. The investigations, I'm sure, continue. But people are speculating that the owner of the home actually may have started the fire herself. What? Yeah. Weird and bizarre. But they said she's done such things before. And she may have some mental health issues. So that might explain a bit of what's going on. But yes, very strange, the stories that we heard coming in about that i thought oh it's such it a bizarre me. i was at the airport <laughs> yeah Amazing. such a bizarre situation but it's a complete loss from what i've seen mm-hmm. um and yeah it doesn't look good but is is it a is it a crime to yes, destroy your own property <laughs> yes and, and probably insurance yeah i was gonna say insurance. unless you're not oh. planning on claiming insurance maybe she just wanted a quick way to demolish it mm-hmm. but of course that's not the way to do it folks but i'm just saying I don't think that's I don't considered know. arson. That sledgehammer works better. But, yeah, but can uh, you commit arson against yourself? Yeah, sure. Your own property? Yeah. I don't know. Because that's like a danger to... Well, can you can you do an open bonfire on the beach without a permit? No. Hmm. So, but, but if you can set your house on fire, sure, no problem. So- <laughs> I think you can light someone else's house yeah. on fire. Uh, no, because 
uh, don't need a this, permit for that. This is kind of a tricky legal question. I'm gonna have to look into that because there was something. There's something else. It wasn't quite arson, but there's um, the concept of destruction of property, and the court has said no. You can't destroy your own property. You can do whatever you want with your property. I guess within limits, of course. But yeah, well, as long as you're not breaking law, yeah. other laws. I mean, there's yeah. one thing to like burn vegetation, which bothers me anyways because it smells terrible. But um, like doing that, that's just personal issues. But uh, yeah, but burn vegetation as opposed to burning your house. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even mm -hmm. know is burning your vegetation legal. I think you technically probably yeah. Sometimes you yeah the the police always the fire service sorry isn't that always called fire about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm burning vegetation. No, sir, you're burning vegetation is creating a bonfire. It's not a bonfire. And why are you roasting marshmallows over it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's a s'more. There's no laws against that. No laws so against funny. s'mores. That's right. So, um, yes, those are your news headlines today. And uh, just can I use this this um, opportunity to, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on the show. Thank you for but, being so great on, on yeah, this. Yeah, well, you guys are fantabulous. Yeah. But in addition to that, you know, we get a lot of requests for people who've like lost pets and wallets and phones. And like mm -hmm. some days it's actually overwhelming. Like we have more of those posts than actual news posts. So we've created a completely separate CMR page for that. Please go like and follow that page. It's called CMRKman.com on Facebook. And um, it's just a community page. So it's going to be all the lost and found posts, all the community notices, that sort of thing. So that okay. we can keep the regular Facebook and Instagram pages for actual news and other yeah, kind of news like related. It should be a CMR community page. It is. Yeah, yeah. We, got it. we got our logo I like done. It. I saw it. We got our, yeah. Cool. So just go like that page because um, it really, it's amazing how quickly we can reconnect people with lost items so we yeah. definitely want to continue to do that we're just moving it over to the community page cool yeah awesome sounds good catch the sandy show right now on bobo 89.1 fm we'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday thanks headline. blake and aaron all right guys have a good one our segment with cmr all right folks good morning good morning hope you guys are doing fantastic uh let's go ahead and kick off the show with our official Show intro. Good morning, everybody listening on Bobo 89.1 FM. Peppermint, sorrel, ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey child. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. All right, good morning, everyone. Rise and shine. It's time to wake up. My voice is a little bit croaky. Um, as you guys know, the Rona finally got me. Uh, what can I say? But I'm ever so thankful for modern medicine and the technological advances that we've had, even as it relates to um, the coronavirus. You know, having access to antiviral medications, I think, has been a game changer for many having access to obviously the vaccines uh, meant that a lot of lives were saved and I'm not doing too shabby. I'm going to go ahead and take my, um, what is this one called? The DM this morning, which is the decongestant. I'm sure the pharmacist will be happy to hear that I'm actually being very, very 
diligent about taking my pills this time around as instructed. Um, you know, take the antivirals on time, which means I have to get up. At, if I fall asleep early, I have to now get up at one o'clock in the morning to take the second daily dose. But I've been doing it. I've been setting my alarm clock, folks, and getting it done. So what can I say except um, I'm not feeling too bad. You know, I feel a little bit um, just tired, but that's probably a combination of coronavirus and some of the medication and stuff as well. But yeah, I didn't have to take a nap yesterday, but last night I definitely slept like a baby when I finally uh, went to bed. So yes, you know, just very, very thankful folks. So how are you guys doing? Good morning to everyone. I see we got a good crowd already this morning. Of course, today is Tuesday. So we're going to be doing Medical Rundown Tuesday with Health City. And one of my favorite topics is education. They're going to be telling us about a wonderful Health Explorers Initiative program that um, they have going on there. So we're going to bring them in in just a second. But where are my Caymanian manners? Let's say good morning to Ms. June. Marshall is here. Uh, Kelis, is that how we pronounce your name? Apologies if I get it wrong. Um, KK is by the bus stop. Wait a minute. What bus stop? <laughs> oh, the, the car fire, I think she's saying was by the bus stop. All right. Um, mm, 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 mm. KK says they have nothing to do in office on certain days. Uh, we'll get to that comment a little bit later on, KK. Carmely, good morning. Good morning to the lovely Scott. Uh, got his Costa Rican coffee in hand, no doubt, at Waffle Monkeys. Go check them out. Um, you guys actually really listen to this program. And, you know, sometimes I get in a mood where we talk about food. So on Friday, somebody was telling me, oh, Sandy, you were talking about Waffle Monkeys this morning. I got so hungry that I decided to run off to Waffle Monkey and grab a sandwich for lunch. They got all sorts of stuff there. Go check them out. At Rovina, good morning to you. Um, good morning to Felicia. We've got Beverly in the house joining us from Jamaica. Um, Carmely, we'll talk politics a bit later on. Wee oui, wee, oui, so good to see you. Uh, we've got Miss Dean Sinclair joining us as well. Um, oh, KK, we'll talk about the house fire later on. Olivia, good morning. Scott's asking about a bonfire in your backyard. We'll find out. I'm not really sure. Not sure of all the logistics. Sabrina, we'll get back to that. Good morning, Dre, Luis, Buenos Dias, Daisy, Buenos Dias. Ms. Bula's here. Um, talk what you know. Morning, CMR fam fam. Yes. How you doing, honey chill? Uh, oh, KK was saying that works was at the bus stops. Oh, yes. They did go to the... Um, the bus depot in town, that was one of the locations, but that's not the only place they were. But yes, I mean, it makes sense though, you know, <laughs> kind of a good spot when you think about it. Uh, Dana, thank you so much. Yes, I'm trying to take the meds, get some rest, uh, obviously staying home for the week. And, um, you know, just a note to our winner yesterday. I haven't called him back yet, but once I'm all clear with COVID, then I will link you with the prizes that you won yesterday for guessing that I, I was one of the, the last of the Mohicans, but it finally got me. So let's go ahead and welcome into the studio this morning. We've got um, Shamari Scott, who is the Chief Business Officer at Health City Cayman Islands. Good morning, Shamari. Good morning, Sandy. How are you doing today? Oh, the Rona finally got me. <laughs> <laughs> you had it in your house before, but you didn't get it, right? Yes. Actually, almost a year ago, last year, November, right. uh, Marlon and Gigi both had it. And the strange thing is I slept in the bed with her every single night and never got it. I was testing right. every day, never got it. And then here we are. 
Oh, it's your turn. I don't even know. <laughs> so, you know, we've been relaxing, you know, like not wearing masks anymore. So I'm not entirely surprised um, right. that I eventually got it. But yep, here I'm it well. is. Well, you you look well, so so that's yeah. No, I feel and I feel pretty good. You know, like I said, a little bit um, lethargic, a little bit tired, but um, you know, nothing major. So very very thankful for that. Um, Jim, good morning. Oh, Jim um, says traffic again this morning. So we're happy um, to have Shamari joining us, and we also have um, Charles D. Bush, who's the senior education coordinator at Health City Cayman Islands as well. Good morning, Charles. How are you? Good morning, Sandy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much. I love the posh house that you're staying in with the piano. <laughs> yes, yes. This is my um, my um, north side home. Yes, I know, right? Vacation house. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have um, Melanie Gonzalez, who um, is going to be, she's been part of the Health Explorers, uh, Healthcare Explorers program, and she's obviously going to be telling us about her experiences. So good morning to the beautiful Melanie Gonzalez. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Good. Fantastic. So, Shamari, what exactly is the Healthcare Explorers Initiative? It's a STEM education program. So break it down for us, for those of us who don't have a clue what this even means. No, definitely. And it's it's something that's near and dear to our hearts and that we're excited um, to always discuss. So everybody would know that Dr. Debbie Shetty is our founder, and one of the passions he has is anytime he goes, um, whether it's in India and, of course, now in Cayman, he always wants to inspire the youth towards medical pathways. So he understands that in the future, uh, a lot of Indian physicians and nurses and the such that as of right now would be, mm -hmm. I don't want to use the word exported, but they actually leave and, and go to other jurisdictions, even the U.S. If you look at, I think it was... Um, actual GPs or anesthesiologists, I can't remember which one, but 40% mm -hmm. in the U.S. would be either first or second generation Indians as an example. And he was just speaking to the fact that as um, the economy improves in India, as more of the middle class grows within India, mm -hmm. then less and less medical professionals will actually be leaving India. And already they're looking that towards the fact that in three, four, five years, for instance, there'll be a huge shortage of hand surgeons, as an example. So he said, in order for any facility that we have to be successful, we need to have a throughput of young people being energetic and, and excited about healthcare to be able to take those pathways from an early enough standpoint so that you know when they finally decide that's what they want to do they'll have the bedrock mm -hmm. to be able to to actually achieve and i'll always remember when i was in tourism there was a a quiz that we used to give and it was um such as which profession does the majority of that pro did the majority of that profession know they wanted to 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 be that um from the youngest age and it actually turned out to be pilots that on average, it was something like 90, 90 to 95% of pilots knew they wanted to be pilots from the age of 10, right? Wow. And now not everybody who wants to be a pilot becomes a pilot. Yeah. But of those who, who actually do, they knew from the age of 10. And I even think about um, wow. Devin McLaughlin that when we were back, he actually is a pilot now. 
um, two things he wanted to do was to be one, a wrestler and two, a pilot. Mm-hmm. And he actually tried the bodybuilding and, and that didn't work out. So then okay. <laughs> he, he took the U-turn and he actually became a pilot. And if I recall, when I last saw him, he was flying in Dubai or, or somewhere around there. Mm. So, it, you know, even from personal experience, I was like, huh, that's actually true. So it was interesting when Dr. Shetty was talking about the fact that 90% of physicians knew that they wanted to be physicians um, before the age of 12. So we understood that from a healthcare explorer's perspective, we needed to have various products to Mm -hmm. to just have our students from, you know, age appropriate, from a young age, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, taste healthcare um, from an energetic perspective, from a visual perspective, from an in-person perspective. And then as the years go on, we can actually increase the types of STEM programs that, that we actually have. We have various programs from our shadow a doctor where young people can come in and actually shadow a doctor and see exactly what it is to um, actually have a life, a day in the life of a physician. Mm -hmm. And in cases, depending on the age, when they're ready, we'll even have them see a surgery, for instance. And, And we've found that those personal interactions really help either for our young people to know that this is something they don't want to do, which is good mm-hmm. that you can you can figure that out as well as you go along, or even more importantly, that it is something that they would love to do. And then they make sure they take the right subjects and get the right help necessary if needed in order to follow that pathway. So in June 2014, we would have started with 18 students um, <clears throat> over the years, sitting, uh, Charles and I sitting and and developing the program, looking at what our goals actually would be. What we wanted to do was to make sure that we touched as many students as possible throughout all the various age groups. And Mm -hmm. we strategically planned, as they said, you can't manage what you can't manage. Um, Mm -hmm. Sorry, you can't manage what you can't measure. We make sure that we have student encounters within the different programs and products and and surveys to understand how impactful we're being. and to ensure that our students are getting the best possible chance of understanding what it would be like to be a doctor, nurse, technician, and, and moving it forward in that in that sense. Yes. Well, this is exciting because I must tell you, I mean, obviously, I'm a firm believer um, in education. But I think that, as you said, any organization that comes and uh, makes a substantial investment in the Cayman Islands, as Health City has, you've got to think what is the long-term plan, right? Because, you know, it has to be sustainable. And as you've indicated, the current model for different reasons uh, may not be sustainable in this current path. But training, um, upskilling, and offering opportunities to the local community is incredibly important. So I'm really, really pleased to hear that this program has been going so well. And of course, Melanie can tell us a little bit about it. But Charles, can we get into some of the details now of what the program um, itself entails. So feel free to sure. tell us what sort of different areas people have an interest in. Can they reach out and find out a bit more about the STEM education efforts? Sure. And, and also just to say, and I know Dr. Shetty would would say the same thing, that healthcare explorers is part of our social contract mm-hmm. with the um, Cayman Islands. I mean, we've, you know, we are passionate about it because um, you know, how City Cayman Islands has been welcomed 
um, so heartily in the Cayman Islands and um, has been able to um, contribute medically so much in the Cayman Islands. And so this is um, part of our social contract with um, the Cayman Islands. But specifically to your uh, question, some of the education products that we have um, are shot, is a Shadow Doctor. Mm-hmm. And next week we, we will have, um, I think we're up to nine students um, that mm-hmm. we will have um, on campus during the midterm break. And mm-hmm. that is um, probably the most students that we would have had, that we will have on campus um, at least in a long time. Um, at one time. At one time. Um, we have <clears throat> virtual field, um, virtual field, well, we have on-demand videos mm-hmm. and what on-demand videos um, provide is, is a, STEM education video, and they're each hosted by one of our consultants. Um, and we have primary school videos, and we have high school videos. Um, so they're all the primary school videos, for example, are we're we're very strict about them being three minutes long. Mm-hmm. A high school video can be ten to fifteen minutes long. Um, so for primary school, we might have something like um, how do our ears work. Mm. Um, or for high school, we might have something more complex like light matter and radiology mm-hmm. um, or know your bones and joints. Um, and those videos can be subscribed for through our website. And we've been doing on-demand videos now for um, about four or five years. And we have, um, I think it's 19 videos in our catalog. And every year we add we add more to that. And these videos are filmed here at, well, not here in my Northside home, but here at um, he- um, Hell City. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, produce them here. And so then <laughs> with those on-demand videos, we can host um, virtual field trips. Mm-hmm. Virtual field trips were really born out of the um, pandemic when obviously we we couldn't have students at the hospital for an in-person field trip. Um, so we began hosting virtual field trips and we continue to offer that. And that what that does is that provides an entire classroom or several classrooms of a school, the opportunity to um, view one of our on-demand videos and then participate in a live question and answer session with the consultant who hosted that that video and mm-hmm. that can be done for either a primary school class or a, or a high school class. Hmm. Um, another exciting initiative that we have, another exciting education product is um, virtual shadow of a doctor um, program. So this is where we would show a surgical video and that mm-hmm. is only for a high, that is only for a high school uh, class. So we would show uh, like a 30 minute um, surgical video, which is filmed Mm -hmm. here. And then the surgeon, the consultant then would participate in a live question and answer session with the um, students. Um, And then during the summer, we have the the very popular summer undergraduate research fellowship program for our university students who are overseas on um, a medical track. Uh, or some are on, you know, a nursing track or, mm-hmm. you know, what what have you. 
but they but they must be studying on a medical or allied, allied health track. So that's just a snapshot of some of our products. We do, you know, we do have several. And mm-hmm. anyone who wants to know more about our education products can just head on over to healthcareexplorers.com and you will see you will see a list of our education products there. Wow. I mean, this is fantastic, Shamari. So congratulations. And Sandy, just to mention that, um, you know, rewind during the pandemic, um, it would have been easy for us to say, you know, the pandemic's here, students can't come through the hospital. So, you know, nobody would have been upset if we were like, we can't continue this year with Mm -hmm. our education products. But we actually did the opposite. You know, we, due to the fact that we were already using technology um, prior to the pandemic, and you know we had videos that we were shooting and we were already doing some level of, of virtual we sat mm-hmm. in plan and said okay can we still offer products that will be of the highest quality um mm-hmm. still won't be as, as 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 good as being in person but mm-hmm. can we get it to the point where we have a host that is giving a tour of the facility um, mm-hmm. to reach into classrooms or into households in order to continue what we were doing and and that's what we did and actually it helped us moving forward to reach more students across the Cayman Islands to get them excited so mm-hmm. now we are you know over the moon that we actually are able to open our hospital again and get more students physically yeah. coming through the hospital uh, but in the last year we had over 10,000 student encounters which was the most we've ever had and um and to date, we've had over 33,000 student encounters. Now, some students will go through various products. So those aren't 33,000 mm-hmm. um, individual students. But individual you'll have students, some students right. that will do two, three, four products as they are, as you know, um, increasing their age. They're going to different products. And and I'm, I'm sure that is the perfect segue to one of our Healthcare Explorer students who now is a young lady and started her track with us many years ago and has continued her journey um, through and now is um, with Health City as as well. We're very proud to have her as part of the team. And I want to say we do have a few um, videos here which we're going to be, um, you know, viewing and I'm sure audience is really going to enjoy these. But can we, I mean, listen, I'm a parent. And the technology now that children have um, access to, that teachers have access to, I mean, it's just amazing. You can see in real time what your kids are up to during their day. You know, things are updated. Um, I mean, I personally have always embraced and loved technology as an individual, as a business owner. And I'm, I'm happy to see institutions such as Health City being on the cutting edge of um, the technological revolution. But in particular, when it comes to education, you know, I think that this is, is fantastic. Um, but sometimes we take for granted that people know what we're talking about. So we talk about STEM and STEAM and all these acronyms. Uh, it was just occurring to me that people might have no idea what that is. And I'll tell you last night, I was saying something to my daughter. I'm like, oh, don't you have, because she has aftercare activities or after school activities. And I said, isn't today the day that you have um, STEM? And she's like, no, I don't do STEM. I do STEAM. And this is... <laughs> This is a six-year-old correcting me right. about um, what it, how it's actually pronounced, first of all, and which one she has. So for the benefit right. of our listeners, um, Charles, tell us what STEM is and maybe do a little brief introduction. Sure. That's a, um, 
a valid point. STEM is um, the acronym for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm -hmm. um, STEAM is um, gaining STEAM as the, the new evolution, which would be science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Mm -hmm. um, so um, that's what we mean when we, we use those, um, those acronyms. Right. Um, so here at Health City, we, we focus on the science, uh, the science piece um, through our uh, through healthcare explorers. Mm -hmm. All right. Wonderful. So that's what that's what we, we really mean. But in, interestingly, I was at the um, National Robotics Team send off formal send off on Saturday. Um, we are Health City is a major sponsor. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with Mrs. McTaggart, um, Glenda McTaggart, and she used the acronym STEAM. So, you know, it, de it depends on your, your context, what right. you're going to, what you're going to, uh, to use. All right. Well, we do have a video. Um, I think this is a great time to perhaps play this about the um, Healthcare Explorers Cayman program. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Founded in 2014 by Dr. Devi Shetty, Healthcare Explorers is the award-winning education arm of Health City Cayman Islands, which has provided education opportunities to over 6,000 students. Healthcare Explorers has been a phenomenal addition to our uh, science program here at Sir Johnny Cumber Primary School. Students have really been engaged in the fact that they have opportunities to one go to Health City to see what the medical field looks like. But it's a very real-life opportunity where students get to see what impact science has on the day-to-day -day life of human beings on a whole. So we've used the field trip day where they get to go to Health City. Um, they are introduced to doctors, they're introduced to nurses, um, people within labs. We're also using the online resource with the YouTube uh, videos. Uh, that's a huge hit, especially in Lower Key Stage 2. We're going to be looking at lights. About the healthcare explorers. Also, I liked when they was rotating the heart. We learned more than what our teacher would tell us in class, which was really fun. For our science department, uh, and and Mr. Godfrey's been, you know, instrumental at linking up Mr. Bush at, at Health City and making sure that we've got great opportunities for our students. Okay, so most recently there's a, a series of videos which really bring science and especially science linked to, to the body and, and, and the medical profession really to life for our students in class. And we've probably exposed about between five and six hundred students in year nine, ten, eleven to those videos in class and then they have opportunities to access themselves out of school as well which is great. Well I was about 14, 15 when I first came in with John Gray for Healthcare Explorers and after that, I came, about a year later, I came in for Shadow with Doctor, and another two years after that, I came in for the surf program, and now I'm working here in Health City. It helped me understand uh, the medical field a bit more. I shadowed Dr. Savid in neurology, and I saw a lot of the surgeries that he did. Um, 
a whole range of surgeries. Um, spinal surgeries, brain surgeries, almost anything you can think of. It was an amazing experience. Working as a marketing intern at Health City has shaped my opinions and how I would like to be in the future. For example, I didn't know what marketing was about. Oh, Surf was amazing because I did um, so well on my paper, I was able to go to India the following summer. And when I was applying for my bachelor's, that was actually a very important process for me. I was able to talk about that in my interviews and that experience, I can proudly say that no one else that was in my cohort had that experience. So for me, when I went to university, that really put me above the others and that allowed me to stand out. And through SURF, I did a lot of research, which in my bachelor's, which is in public health, research is very important. And I already had like that great foundation through SURF, so that really allowed me to excel in those classes as well. My next step is uh, becoming a nurse. And I'm currently going to enroll into UCCI in their nursing program. Health City is amazing to help you learn. The doctors, the nurses, the physical therapists, everyone is so willing to teach you and it's something I really, really like about coming here. I'm studying the um, level one, the level one into HVAC technician course at UCCIN. After this first course, I'd like to further my education to do the level two and then the level three. I started as a trainee. I came in without any qualifications for this, so I didn't know anything. I then learned, and um, now I did online courses here in the hospital. The plan is to go away off island this year to sit an exam. And once I come back, I'm qualified as an actual CSSD technician. I could work anywhere around in the world. I became an apprentice through the NWDA, which is now called Work. I spoke to my mentor there, Miss Priscilla. She assisted and helped me fill the documents and so forth. I started out my apprenticeship here at Health City as a medical secretary. And then I found out about you know, the international department and I grew interest in you know, joining the international department team. Healthcare Explorers continues to grow from strength to strength. Innovation is the core of our success. For two consecutive years, we have exceeded the totals of our first four years. From 2018 to 2020, we have encountered 338% the number of students we did from 2014 to 2017. This is just the beginning and the best is yet to come. Thank you very much. So the best is yet to come. Over 6,527 students at Student Encounters since June of 2014 in the Healthcare Explorers program. Shamari, that's a lot. Wow. So, yeah. so that's actually an old that video, um, Sandy. So, it's, so that, was, that was an old video from about two, three years ago. So we've actually oh my goodness. exceeded 33,000 student encounters. What? Um, as we've yeah. as we've innovative as we've been able um through charles to be able to um, get into the schools and discuss with the science teachers you know what's on the mm -hmm. curriculum what do you need to teach this 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 semester and if it's light 
and we figure out, for instance, um, what equipment within the the actual hospital uses light. Mm-hmm. How does it use light? And we're able to actually teach scientifically how light is used within technology. And we have, you know, the physicians mm-hmm. and or the technicians speaking. Um, and we've been able to get into all of the schools to get as many students as possible to engage with these products. So we've only seen those numbers grow exponentially. Um, and wow. even when you look at the Office of Educational Standards reports about, you know, whether it's John Gray and their science department, um, luckily Health City always gets, Healthcare Explorers always gets a shout out in regards to how our programming is actually helping to positively impact those lessons and the students as as well that's and, a lot of students and, um, Charles. Andy, how, do, how do you ma- how do you manage <laughs> well just before we we go to melody because i i really you know she really has a um, a, a wonderful story of how mm-hmm. she of how she came out through all of the programs shamari was mentioning the pandemic year when as he said yeah. we, you know we could have just decided that we would just take t- take that year off mm-hmm. um that was actually one of our most successful years in which we ended up exceeding the the total of all of the uh, previous years mm. um so that was a that was a fun outcome for us we didn't we didn't expect that mm. um as for how we um achieve i mean i you know i have the ad, the advantage of being part of a wonderful team mm-hmm. um and you know it's all about the teamwork is not about individual egos um and it's about just knowing what our mission is and sticking to it and knowing that we're here to serve the um the children of the Cayman Islands and from for mm-hmm. me it's a, a ministry and I, I I never eight years ago when I joined Hell City I never mm-hmm. would have would have imagined um you know for for those of you who know me um, I have a Master of Divinity and I'm a board certified chaplain. Um, so I never mm. would have would have um, imagined that I would have had the opportunity to serve the Lord in this way. Mm-hmm. And it's been just a, a wonderful um, joy for me. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing joy um, for me every day to, you know, to work um, in this mm-hmm. program. But let's um, but let's talk to Melody now for absolutely. You know, um, on for a bit. Melanie, why don't you share a bit about how you, you um, started with us? Um, you know, I, I met you when you were in high school. Um, and here you are all these, these years later as our first physiotherapy graduate intern. So let yeah. us, you know, well, let, let me do a little in- how you let me do a little intro yeah. here on Melanie. Um, she's going to be talking about her experiences, obviously, at the Health City Explorers program. But she has done Shadow a Doctor, Surf, uh, Internship Alumni of Healthcare Explorers. And she now has a Bachelor's in Physiotherapy with Honors from the University of the West Indies, graduated in 2021. Congratulations, Melanie. And she's currently undertaking one-year physiotherapy internship at Health uh, City Cayman Islands. So the first, congratulations, um, Mel, so that she can become board certified. This is fantastic. Thank you. Well, I started in 2014. So that was actually my year 12 um, year. I was in the dual enrollment program at UCCI. 
at the mm-hmm. time helped Philippines to do the careers fair. So that's how I became aware of their whole program. Okay. Um, through Mr. Richard Parkman, if I'm not mistaken, he introduced mm-hmm. me to Mr. Charles. He was he knew I wanted to do medicine. I was interested in physical therapy. He said, look, this is a new program we have coming. Mm-hmm. Would you want to take part? I was all for it because at the time I didn't have, there was literally no exposure to medicine or physio for me in the in the island at all. So mm-hmm. I took the opportunity and I ran with it. Um, became appointed with Mr. Charles. Did the oh, I shout out doctor if I'm not mistaken first. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I became really really close with the physio department, and I asked him, "Can I come back?" I came back the next year. Mm-hmm. I I think at that point, time it changed to surf, and I did the surf program then. So mm-hmm. it was like a month long intense with different um presentations by different departments and seeing how the whole medical field runs. So from your being processed when you're entering to the point where you're discharged. Um, mm-hmm. It was really, really nice because I got to do like the research part of it. And at that point I was getting ready to head to school. So I knew I wanted to do physio uh, without a question at that point. And I reached out to Mr. Charles. I told him, listen, I'm applying to the University of the West Indies, mm-hmm. but um, I'm requiring to have a recommendation letter from a healthcare facility. And lucky right. for me, I also needed 60 hours in a healthcare facility to be able to enter my program, which I came in handy because I did the healthcare explorers program. So all those mm. credit hours added up for me to be able to enter into my physical therapy program at the University of the West Indies. I did wow. get accepted and I finished last year um, in 2021 with my bachelor's in physical therapy. But while I was still at school, I was coming back to Health City every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the requirements for my degree is to do clinical rotations every summer. So there were eight, six to eight weeks. Um, I wanted to do mine back home. So I could have stayed in Jamaica and did my rotations, but it's always easier to come home. And I miss mm-hmm, my family. Mm-hmm. So it was always easier to come home. So my school didn't have a direct link to a hospital here. I was the first ever student from the Cayman Islands to enter my physical therapy program in uh, UA in Jamaica. So they were not familiar with any hospitals here. They mm-hmm. knew HSA, but they didn't have like someone really to reach out to there. They gave mm-hmm. me that option to go to HSA. But I said, hey, I've been going to this hospital. Is it possible for me to go there and do my clinical rotations instead? They were right. not familiar with the hospital. So I said, I have someone you can speak to. Yes. Can reach out to him, see if you can do it. Because I really, really would like to go to this hospital instead. And the link was created. So now Health City is actually recognized by the University of the West Indies. Wow. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Yes. So any student from the Cayman Islands, if they go to UE and they want to come back home to do the clinical rotations, Health City is certified to do that. Wow. Um, Let me give you all a virtual applause. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's a really... uh, that's a really big, big deal, actually. Um, congratulations to um, everyone at Health City. That's that's amazing to have that connection well, with Yui. Yeah, thank you. But Melanie made that, Melanie actually made that made that happen. Yes. Um, all I did was just receive the 
the paperwork and you know got it signed or you know mm-hmm. well whatever signed or you know whatever we had to do but she did the legwork in the mm-hmm. in the background and you know was the was the force behind making that happen because she mm-hmm. was very clear very insistent that it was here or nothing um so she made that happen so thank you know thank you melanie for making that making that happen yes and of course we've got a Maury who's saying congrats to melanie um donna is here saying congrats melly love you girl (laughs) she says very smart and intelligent young lady you're so confident and driven and you know where you want to go um grishelle also says proud of you sister Uh, miss dean giving you virtual applause and donna says she's going to continue to keep her eyes on you because you're definitely destined for greatness and forever um her friend that's so beautiful thank you donna for that uh, so lots of positive and encouraging words, um, Melanie. So you've now completed the um, the BS in um, physical therapy and f- physiotherapy. Yes. And so now you're going to do your one year internship at Health City. You began that already. Yes, yeah, so I'm six months in actually. I'm halfway through. Oh wow! Wow, fantastic. And how has it been going so far? Well. Let me tell you, it's completely different from yes. the federal doctor, from the surf programs. Now the training wheels are off. Yes. Um, I'm not expected <laughs> to be a student anymore. And and that's okay with me because I am learning a lot from the department as well. Um, right. They actually treat me as an equal. I'm not, they're, you know, coming up fresh out of um, college, they always, you always think that you're going to be less than those around mm-hmm. you. They, they've been in the field. They've been experienced more than you. Mm-hmm. That's not the case at all with my um, peers, my coworkers. They see me just as an equal. They allow me to have input in treatment programs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'll, still on the supervision, of course, but I am more involved than I was as mm-hmm. a student. And I must tell you, a lot of people don't appreciate physiotherapists until they need one. <laughs> and, you know, I have had to use a physiotherapist over the years, and you guys are amazing. Um, and to be able to live life pain-free, which is the ultimate goal, um, you know, it's just, um, I think that you guys are one of the best <laughs> in, in the medical profession, personally. Uh, you know, I, I go to physiotherapy all the time. So thank you for choosing um, a field that is very much in demand. And it's not just athletes and, you know, those type of people who need therapy. It's it's all sorts of people who um, you know, might have different injuries throughout life. And, and sometimes it's just about trying to strengthen uh, different aspects of your body and learning how through, um, you know, exercise and stretches and, you know, other sort of support elements, you can, um, you know, help your body to be as optimal as possible. So this is absolutely fantastic. We've got Miss Faith in the house, Miss Faith Geely. She says, congratulations to the young lady. However, for clarification, HSA has hosted students from UE for their clinical rotations, including physiotherapy for many years as well. And we have previous UE lectures from the physio program. Wishing this young lady all the best in her endeavors. Always thrilled to see young humanians thrive in allied health careers. Um, but there wasn't... Oh, well, I don't, well, I don't think we were saying that this is the only site in the Cayman right. Islands that, that hosts UE physiotherapy interns. Mm-hmm. What I was saying was that Melanie was instrumental in getting this hospital recognized mm-hmm. as a as a site for 
UE physiotherapy interns. Um, thanks, thanks, Faith, for for bringing that up. Um, we mm-hmm. we did not mean to say if if that's what it if that's what it sounded like. Um, we did not mean to say that we were the only site, right? That um, because Melanie Melanie did say that she had the option of going mm-hmm. to HSA, but she did not want to. She wanted to come here, so mm-hmm. she was instrumental in getting us recognized as a physiotherapy site. So I hope that, um, you know, just clarifies um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't saying that at all. But mm-hmm. that, um, thank you, Faith. Yes, and good morning to Charlene. She says our lovely host Sandra and all the panelists. Good morning, Miss Dean, Miss um, Morna. Good morning to you as well. She says congrats, Melly, and Debbie is also here enjoying the program as always. So we do have a few other um, videos as well. Can we go ahead and pull those one of those up? So we have other students um, who have uh, had you know some sort of educational career pathways at Health City. So let's have a look at Zoe Conley Basteo. My name is Zoe Connolly Basteo. I'm a going into my second year um, BSc Psychology student, and I recently completed the Summer Undergraduate Research Fellowship at Health City Cayman. I would definitely recommend this program to any other young person, not only looking to expand their skills in medical fields, but any young person that is interested in science or professional development and gaining a better, more technical understanding of the healthcare industry. It offers so many practical skills, the opportunity to talk to such learned and professional doctors. I cannot understate the the importance of providing such opportunities to young Caymanians. At first, it was definitely very different for me. I've never participated in a virtual program before, um, but I felt that Health City did a fantastic job in providing us with videos and interactive tours of the facility to make us feel, to help us get a feel of what it looked like as well as all the Zoom sessions were very professionally conducted and organized. And overall, I felt that it went fantastically. So I didn't feel like it impaired my experience at all with the program. This opportunity was very unique to anything I've ever experienced before. And I'm studying in London right now, so it's a bit harder to find opportunities such as these. But in Cayman, we have the chance to work with leading doctors at a world-class hospital and be interactively um, pursuing and writing up a case report for a real-life patient. So that was really exciting for me to learn these practical skills and especially how um, not just the medical part of the skills um, and the program, but the supply chain and the finance and billing and all the other components that make the healthcare system work. We got to learn all about that as well. So that particularly really drew my interest. I think the most interesting and valuable experience for me is that I got assigned a mentor, the consultant psychiatrist here at Health City. And since I'm studying psychology and my interests are in mental health, I was really grateful to have the opportunity to add the mental health aspect to my report, especially as it was a polytrauma patient. So mental health cannot be ignored in situations such as those. You have to take it as well as physical health. So being able to understand the referral process and what the consultant psychiatrist would do in that situation was very helpful for me as a student and as a young professional. So my program um, overseas is very focused on research and the theory. Um, So in order to gain that practical experience, I would have had to look elsewhere, um, outside of my course, outside of what I was offered at university. Um, because as a first-year student, there are not too many opportunities. So I would have probably looked to the HSA or other hospitals on island, but the unique perspective that SURF gave me in terms of not just the medical theoretical aspect, 
but the industrial perspective that really differentiated it from any other experience I would have looked to otherwise in Cayman. So congratulations to um, Zoe, um, wonderful uh, young lady there talking about what her experiences have been. And, you know, I want to remind people, I think one of the takeaways here, um, Charles, Melanie, and Shamari, is that when you think of a facility like Health City, don't, don't limit yourself um, into thinking, oh, I can only be a nurse or I can only be a surgeon. As you can see, there's so many professions. There was a young lady who was talking about marketing. You know, Shamari is head of, he's a chief business officer. Um, you know, so people who have a marketing background have lots of scope and opportunity to be working at a facility like Health City. I mean, they've got all different aspects um, to their facility. So by all means, um, you know, do not limit yourself to what is possible. I think that especially for young people, when they get into institutions the size of Health City, they will get a refresher or maybe even be introduced for the very first time. Um, as to some of the positions and opportunities that are actually made available to them. So can we talk a little bit more, um, Charles, about what some of those um, opportunities are within the actual uh, Health Care Explorers program? Sure. Well, um, you know, we, well, our, our real focus is on medical on careers or allied health. So within allied health, I mean, you, you would have um, what might be thought of as um, TVET um, options, te technical and vocational options. So you might have a phlebotomist, um, you may have an EKG technician. Um, Shamari, help, um, help me out. What else might you have? Um, you might have um, because there's two we're working Sorry, on. Right? That right is now. going in and out. Charles. Right. So Charles no, was just talking about some yeah, of the different just, um, um, specific Sandy. areas. No, okay. I was just talking and, about and then the, also to state TVET options. Right. And also to state, Sandy, so the great thing about Hell City is mm -hmm. across the board, um, the ethos, everybody wants to any young capable Caymanians throughout the organization. So we have our healthcare explorers um, that you would have heard about all of the mm -hmm. products to, you know, get persons interested. And mm -hmm. as we evolve, you know, Melanie was great in that she was the guiding and pushing force for us to start earlier than, than we were ready um, at that point in time with Yui. But that was always a part of the plan to see as we start to have students that are becoming older and obviously need other types of experience um, as well as rotations and, and the such, how do we make those linkages in order to have Health City as a site? And we look forward to in a future program actually also bringing on our medical director um, with Charles so that we can actually speak about the fact that we're going down a TVET route of being licensed with the government in order to offer certain um, areas like phlebotomy as an example where we are now a site that's approved and I can't remember the, the specific name but it's like the U.S. Um, Phlebotomist Association or, or Dr. Druva like will correct me when he comes on whereby anybody who actually gets licensed with us at Health City um, obviously, they have to go through their immigration process, but they would be able to go and work in the U.S. and be licensed as a phlebotomist, just as an oh. example. 
So mm-hmm. we're we're continuing yeah. to build on our healthcare explorers program and mm-hmm. our offerings, and and that's why we're happy to have people like Melanie who helped to push the envelope a little bit early so that we can jump feet first in order to open it mm-hmm. up so we can have many other persons like Melanie coming through, and she would have been the first. Uh, but we look forward to um, inspiring and having many others come through, and then obvious Melanie on the back end. We look forward to having you as an employee. I'm already putting that in there. <laughs> We've said it many times so that we can start to really build um, the framework of young Caymanians throughout the health city. Um, when you look at from an administrative perspective, the non-medical mm-hmm. perspective, we have between 70 and 80% Caymanians. Now, obviously, for instance, when we get in a new hospital, you need a lot more nurses and the such at that point in time. So those numbers start to skew, but over the years, then they come back. Mm-hmm. But in the medical area, we want to make sure that we're building those percentages of Caymanians over the next 10, 15, 20 years, so that 20 years from now, we can have 30, 40%, eventually 50%. Mm-hmm of the medical positions within Health City um, being Caymanians, whether young or or more mature, we look forward right. to that evolution of, of what we're doing as well. Beautiful. We've got Stephanie here saying congrats. Uh, Charlene, um, sorry, I think I missed it. Oh, Miss Pat says good morning to all and congrats to you to keep up your um, studies. Miss Charlene says congrats to all of our young Caymanians and their programs. Uh, proud of you. Debbie says, congrats to Health City Cayman Islands for paying it forward to our young Caymanian youth. And we do have some WhatsApp messages coming in as well. This person says, it's extremely great to see these young Caymanians succeeding in other areas other than law, accounting, or finance. Very proud. Um, So beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Now, I do know that we have another one from Shaquille Connor, another video that we're going to be viewing here in just a little bit. But can we start giving yes, people some contact details on um, where they can the find way. out a bit more information? Sure. Um, so anyone who would like more information about our programs can contact our office, Healthcare Explorers office at 640-4195 um, or email um, healthcare.explorers mm-hmm. at healthcity.ky. So and they can also go to the, the website. Explorers. Yes. And they can also go to the website, which is healthcareexplorers.com. Okay, beautiful. So, um, and that's, that's and Sandy, just to mention, um, mm-hmm. just to mention, based on on what Charles was saying before, I I was getting a message, so I was a little bit distracted. Um, mm-hmm. The Health Services Authority has always done a great job working mm-hmm. with with UE and other organizations in offering Absolutely. rotations um, and having those partnerships. And we also look forward, we've had meetings over the years, but a very good meeting recently um, with HSA, and and they're actually giving us the pathways to be able to actually become a a teaching hospital as well, just as they are, and Mm -hmm. even having partnerships moving forward for Caymanian students that are, and or persons um, that need certain rotations that we can have a partnership moving forward to, once again, the ethos is the same, right? Giving opportunities right. for young Caymanians Absolutely. so that they can become successful in the medical pathways. And HSA has been doing a great job over many, many years, and we look forward to um, their guidance mm-hmm. as well and working together in order 
to help having the perfect ecosystem across the board for Caymanians within healthcare in 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 the most positive light. Of course, and you guys are also working with UCCI and their nursing program. That that's correct. Right. So, mm-hmm. so right. there are years that um, UCCI's nursing program also come for rotations within Health City as well. Mm-hmm. So across the board, we're just and always they're, looking they're here happen. now. They're um, they're here now. The, the the fourth years are at Health City now. Okay. Um, so Wonderful. they've begun their their rotations and then next next um sorry in march or so the the third years and the second years then will come for their rotations mm-hmm. all right well let's hear from shaquille connor and what he's been up to has it contributed to my professional growth in so many ways i came here 2014 and i started out in a houseman housekeeping position so you know i climbed from there to doing ward assistant. You know, my manager, Miss Neelam, took me over and she believed in me. So from there, I climbed up into CSSD technician. When I came here, I had no experience with the work field or, or anything like that. But now I know all about the instruments and how the instruments work, what are they used for, and you know, how to assemble the sets, how to sterilize the sets to make sure that they're ready for patient use again. What brings me uh, like uh, adrenaline rush is when I'm here at Health City working after hours because of a patient is in OT, maybe came in as an emergency from a car accident or something. And then I am contributing to helping the doctors be able to do their surgeries by, by um, getting the instruments ready. My advice for young Caymanians or anyone that just leaving school would be if you feel like going on to college isn't it that's fine because I felt that way but if you feel that way don't feel like it's because you are not smart enough you know sometimes people like us we just need a little more push and if it wasn't for health today I wouldn't have that push well, I would like to say to Miss Neelam thank you I appreciate every single thing she done for me and for believing in me. And straight on to Dr. Benoit, Dr. Juba, Mr. Shumari, Mr. Charles, even Ms. Judy. They, they, they all believed in me from 2014 to now. They all watched me grow from a young guy to, you know, a young adult, from a teenager to a young adult. You know, so they all believed in me. And if it wasn't for the people here at Health City today, then I would not be able to to move on and, you know, spread my wings and learn more and go with confidence. A part of me is going to forever be with Health City. And I would always like to see Health City succeed as a hospital, the staff succeed as a group and whatnot. But otherwise, you know, Health City is just going to forever be my heart. Um, Shaquille Connor started off in housekeeping and look at him now. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, to see those transformative stories, I must tell you, um, really touches my heart because I think it will encourage other young people or anybody of any age really to know that you can start off in one position and maybe 
you didn't even have a thought of doing something else. But as you are in that environment and you have that exposure, that's why exposure is so incredibly important. You might see opportunities that creep up. And it's great to see that, you know, there are people within the health city um, professional environment who are willing to encourage people to say, you know what, you don't have to remain a housekeeper for the rest of your life. You're a young man. Here are some opportunities in different areas um, that you, you know, could move into. So that's that's fantastic. And we've had many stories like that, Sandy, where persons start off either at the front of the front of the house, porters, mm-hmm. housekeeping, and once you know persons show interest, um, obviously are are energetic, um, show up on time, do all the right things, mm-hmm. would definitely allow yeah. them to to have those opportunities to to move up as well as encourage them to take courses and to get trained and help them along that pathway. That's, that's why we're here. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, even within my, my department of tourism days, I recalled our summer, summer internships was the best recruiting ground because you got to see students who otherwise may not have done the best on an interview, but you get to see at the workplace, if they're trying mm-hmm. hard, they have the right attitude, Mm-hmm. You can you can help them with the aptitude to get where you need to get to, and at Hell City, persons who are young that we're bringing through certain, I don't want to say non-skilled positions, but person mm. positions that aren't as technical. That's right. when you can get to see what they're made of and encourage them to take other pathways that otherwise they may not take. And that's what's exciting right. to Charles, myself, the entire management team at Hell City is identifying those individuals to help them grow but also obviously having the Melanies who are coming through a young age in mm-hmm. either, I keep saying middle school because they got rid of middle school because it's all high school, right? <laughs> Younger portion of, of high school from primary school being interested and, and helping them through those pathways over years to get to where she is right now. And, and now we're, we're so happy that we have Melanie that whether it's a careers fair, you know, it's one thing to take a medical professional, but when you're in the country, it's another thing to take a Melanie who would have been in the government school system as well for young people mm-hmm. to see. I can do just as that. Melanie was me years ago, and I can get on that track. And I think that we can do moving forward. I will yeah. say since been with Health City, I have been going back, Charles, Drags me to all the career spheres with him. So I've been going back to UCI. I've went and I've spoken at Eastern Primary, so year twos and year threes. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, making it a lot more simpler to them. I've gone to Clifton Hunter High School to speak to them as well. I have not gone to John Gray, which is one of the things I really want to do because yes. I am a John Gray student. Um, okay. So I want to give back. And so, Charles is like, we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So school, I coming. Too. Absolutely. So Debbie says, um, uh, okay. Yeah, Charles says, okay, I'm crying now. Um, so lots of positive comments. Um, Ms. Dean says, very impressive. Has a a very moving, um, Shaquille has a very, a very moving story. I mean, I remember him when he first started, he was, um, 17, Mm. you know, and, and I watched him, um, mature into, a CSSD tech um, technician. So it's, it is a very mm-hmm. moving story. So, um, you know, Amazing. I feel you. But the, 
the thing is, Sandy, that it it, it behooves all of us who are older. To Shamari's mm-hmm. point, it behooves all of us who are older to have that watchful eye, and to and to be watching out for the the younger ones. And more, to... more experienced, Charles. I, I, I don't use that older word anymore. <laughs> okay, you, you don't use that word older. The, well, as my learned friend um, said, um, more more experienced mm-hmm. um, persons to have the watchful eye out um, for those who are less experienced than perhaps my learned friend would say, learn it less experience um because otherwise these opportunities don't don't happen mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know they're they're not going to happen if if we don't have you know if we don't have that watchful eye out mm-hmm. uh, i mean re- very very recently a young man here who was uh um pharmacy store uh sorry a supply chain porter um mm-hmm. You know, we noticed some aptitude in him, and we we noticed. I just we just I just began speaking with him, and I found out that he actually had eight um, GCSE passes. And I said, "Well, what in the world are you doing mm-hmm. as a supply chain um, porter?" And you know, we began talking and everything. Now, you know, now he is in our international patient care um, department as an wow. administrator. Um, you know, there. Mm. So that's just an, you know, an example of just having that watchful eye out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and being willing to make time to have those those conversations Absolutely. with younger, you know, younger persons. Um, so there's that doesn't take any special spe- special set of skills, you know, at all, except being willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, this is really touching a lot of hearts this morning. Uh, Gianna says, hi, niece. So proud of you. Um, Miss Bonnie is also listening. And she says, go there, my nephew, Shaq. Big up, big up. Congratulations. Uh, Debbie says that she's crying. Uh, Ethel, Miss Ethel is saying, blessed good morning. She's enjoying the program this morning. She says, awesome topic and stories. And in WhatsApp, um, some people also expressing, they said, oh my gosh, Shaquille's testimony is so touching. So um, lots of touching um, stories. And this is really, folks, about creating opportunities. You know, a lot of times we talk on this program about the importance of our young people doing what they need to do. And that's a very, very important element of the equation. But to know that that there are organizations um, such as Health City, Cayman Islands, who will facilitate, create the environment, structure programs, you know, get on board, whether it's at, it's with UCCI, UE, or other institutions, um, to really make it possible for especially young Caymanians to have those opportunities available and to then to take up those opportunities and advance themselves. And, you know, that helps the entire community, folks. This is not about trickling down. This is about pulling people up and you have this impact on people in such a positive way to let them know that they're not going to be limited um, in life by by any sort of like previous circumstances. They can really dream and they can dream big uh, and they can have opportunities um, through the STEM education programs, through health care explorers uh, program, 
here at Health City Cayman Islands. So this is really fantastic. Thank you guys so much for um, sharing this as part of the Medical Rundown Tuesdays with us today. I must say that it was really, really enjoyable learning a lot about these career opportunities. And I'm sure there could be some young people who are listening this morning who thought, hmm, I don't know anything about this program. Now I can just go to Health Career Explorers, um, sorry, healthcareexplorers.com and get more details. Definitely. And Sandy, just to mention that um, obviously myself and Charles are, are both non-medical. So as much as mm -hmm. we can design programs, it's only going to succeed as much as the medical professionals that are within mm -hmm. Health City are willing to give of their time, which they right. freely yeah. give of their time. And obviously, these programs take a lot of time. So you're mm -hmm. pulling them away from active, um, active work, right? to be mm -hmm. able to schedule it in. Um, but from the head, Dr. Benoy, um, to the medical director, Dr. Druva, to every one of the physicians um, and nurses and the such, and technicians and physiotherapists, mm -hmm. they all give up their time to make sure that our young people can get the best opportunities and, and the best experience possible within this field. And, and you would see Shaquille speaking about so many different people that, that he wanted to thank. And it takes the whole ecosystem to make it work. Mm -hmm. And from the head down, Dr. Shetty and his vision and what he wants for Health City and the Cayman Islands, straight down to everybody. We we don't we don't do it because it's our job. We do it mm -hmm. because we all align with the ethos of wanting to see young Caymanians succeed. And that's mm -hmm. what helps Health City as an entity to be successful, but even more so to get young people through to help them to be successful. Yes. And I loved what Charles said earlier um, about, you know, his theology background and this being a passion uh, and a passionate way in which he can still help, um, you know, young people and to help them achieve, you know, their greatest potential, really. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. Awesome. And All right, as, folks. Yes, sir. And just before we, uh, we leave, I just want to give a well-deserved shout out to the newest addition to our team, Mrs. Christine Campbell. Mm -hmm. um, she joined us in um, July and has been doing a wonderful job. Um, so I just want to give a wonderful shout out to her. Um, Christine, thank you for everything that you're doing to add uh, quality to our uh, to our team. So two thumbs up. And um, so did she get some, um, some uh, virtual? Uh, yes, applause virtual applause. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All about the positivity here, folks. As, so again, as, yes, Shamari. Sorry, sorry, my little bit of delay. As Health City continues, you can see that we're doubling down on our commitment where we're hiring mm -hmm. additional staff that mm -hmm. they're purely dedicated to this area of reaching out to students, creating products and ensuring that Healthcare Explorers continues to grow exponentially. And we look forward to the day when we can, you know, when you're here 10, 15 years from now with CMR, Sandy, we can come mm -hmm. back and have a cadre of, of physicians and nurses that are Caymanians at, at Health City. And, and Melanie would have trained many, many physiotherapists <laughs> by that time um, when she's with Health City just looking into the future. Wonderful. Absolutely. So Melanie, congratulations again to you. you. We look forward to hearing um, more as you progress and good 
uh, good luck with the rest of your internship. You said you were already halfway through it. So um, I might have to come in and check out your skills once you're <laughs> once you're ready, get some physio from you. But um, congratulations to the entire team at Health City. Um, again, we were joined today by Shamari Scott, who's the chief business officer, Mr. Charles D. Bush, who's a senior education coordinator, Melanie Gonzalez, who again um, has completed her degree in physiotherapy with honors from the University of the West Indies as and is halfway through her one-year physiotherapy internship at Health City Cayman Islands, which is the first there at Health City. So congratulations to all involved. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right. You're very well. Have a great day. For over seven years, Health City Cayman Islands has provided life-changing and life-saving medical care for the people of the Cayman Islands at our hospital in East End. During this time, we have become an integral part of the community and now focused on connectivity and collaboration. Our vision is to make an even greater impact on the quality of health care for the people of our islands. In summer 2022, we will open a 70,000 square foot state-of-the-art hospital built on three acres of land at the southern end of Kamana Bay, bringing much-needed specialized medical services closer to where people live, work, and play. Kamana Bay, located at the heart of Seven Mile Beach, is home to schools, businesses, shops, restaurants, and entertainment. And now, Health City Kamana Bay, a $100 million world-class hospital. Health City Kamana Bay will include an advanced cancer care unit, offering bone marrow transplantation and the latest cancer treatment technology. It will contain a modern neonatal intensive care unit, emergency and critical care, purpose-designed operating rooms for surgical specialties, such as cardiology, neurology, and orthopedics, and robotic operating systems. A master plan for improved health care for the people of the Cayman Islands. Ready to meet the needs of our patients here and now, we have already established a footprint in Kamana Bay with the opening of our clinic. Offering short wait times, extended opening hours, including evenings and weekends, and the ability to see our world-class doctors closer to where our patients live and work. The clinic has bright, comfortable waiting areas and treatment rooms, friendly staff, expert care, lab services and diagnostics. Reflecting our operating philosophy of patient-centered care, convenient access to our specialist doctors allows our patients to focus on getting better rather than getting to appointments. With our unwavering commitment to our community and the thousands of patients who trust us to care for them, we look forward to building healthier communities in a place where life unfolds, blossoms, and thrives. Welcome to Health City, Kamana Bay. All right, folks, welcome back to um, another segment of The Cold Hard Truth. We are here. You're listening to Sandy, of course, live on Bobo 89.1 FM and um, also on YouTube and Facebook. So I want to do a big shout out. We've got our Cayman Connections, Caymanians in Florida. Some of them are actually listening to the program today. As Barbara Morrison says, wow, I actually sent the link uh, in the group, which was created during the storm. Um the one that just went through Florida, Ian, uh, 
devastating. And uh, we, you know, shared the link this morning to say, hey, if you guys want to have a little piece of home while you're sitting there in Florida. And she said, wow, I'm really elated listening and hearing what's happening in my Cayman Islands and uh, with our young people. This is absolutely wonderful. Thanks for sharing. So yes, you guys can find this online, YouTube, Facebook, and there is an actual radio link as well. If you might not, for some reason, have access to um, any sort of like social media, there's a streaming link for uh, Bobo 89.1 also. And of course, I know a lot of you, I'm seeing your messages saying you're stuck in traffic. And what else do you have to do but to listen to the number one talk show? <laughs> mm. Sorry that you're stuck in traffic. Trust me. I do not miss those days at all. Oh, my goodness. All right, folks. Um so we got quite a bit to talk about today. Uh, I know Kevin is back. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but congratulations, Kevin. Uh, I think has completed his volunteer um, sort of rotation with the Fort Myers area where he was deployed to help out post Ian. He's going to be sharing some stories. We'll probably have him come on the program tomorrow if he's free to share uh, kind of what that experience has been like. Over a hundred deaths have been attributed to Hurricane Ian and, you know, Florida and elsewhere, they continue to try to clean up post this storm. And it's going to be, oh my gosh, it's going to be years and years worth of ongoing efforts for them to um, try to recover and get back to where they were. But, you know, human nature being what it is, folks, uh, human beings are incredibly resilient. Um, so the good news is, they're going to get through this and, you know, we're going to assist them. Someone sent me some video footage yesterday of people in Belize who were being impacted by, I think it's Julia. They were getting flooding and rain and um, San Andres, Colombia was being impacted by this storm as well. You know, one thing that we can count on is definitely nat nat uh, natural disasters, whether it's rain, flooding, snow, sleet, you know, whatever, um, and as human beings, like I said, we are just very, very resilient individuals. Yesterday, because we were so caught up in all the political drama, uh, forgot to mention it was actually World Mental Health Day. Yes, this is obviously very important. My apologies. Oh, my goodness. So it was World Mental Health Day. Mm -hmm. So... This is really all about um, taking some time to acknowledge the fact that we all have to um, take care of our mental health. <clears throat> and because guess what? Without that, uh, you're not you're not you're not good. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things, folks, that you can do to encourage um, being in top notch mental health. It's just like physical health. You've got to make it a priority. You've got to take care of yourself. So World Mental Health Day 2022 is observed around the world, October the 10th, around the globe to spread awareness regarding mental health and uh, its prevalence. So there's lots of different types of mental health concerns and issues, folks. I encourage you to, the, the more you know, um, the more you can do in terms of battling um, and being supportive for people who are battling these types of issues, right? You know, I um, was reading something last night. It was talking about for the support teams, how incredibly draining supporting people with mental health can be. And I always take my hat off uh, to the those individuals because without a doubt, uh, you know, sometimes we see it and we're aware of it. 
Other times we've not had those types of experiences, but for the people who have, I really take my hats off to those individuals because they sacrifice a lot to be there for family members and loved ones who are suffering. <clears throat> Sorry, mm. I got a tickle in my throat all of a sudden. Let me drink some tea. <clears throat> Um, to be supportive of people who are suffering from different types of mental health issues. So <clears throat> yesterday in the news, I was watching some stuff with Kanye West, speaking of mental health issues, and even Elon Musk. And it, it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to diagnose anyone because I'm certainly not in a capacity to do that. <clears throat> I'm not a professional uh, psychiatrist or anything of the sort, but there are people who are very, very public figures that, when I look at their behavior, I can't help but wonder um, if these are not people who are suffering from some sort of mental health issue. Now, we know Kanye West suffers from bipolarism. I can't remember exactly, <clears throat> my apologies, which one, but he does have uh, some sort of issues, right? And um, he's been doing a lot lately that is seems like he is having a bit, bit of a... Um, manic stage like he's going through you know he's wearing this the white the, the white lives matter shirts and he's confronting a lot of people on social media getting a lot of confrontations he has been blocked by both twitter and uh instagram <laughs> you know it's unusual to get blocked by multiple platforms he has now been blocked by both and so he's unhinged a little bit <clears throat> making a lot of attacks of people um, in the world of celebrityism. And, you know, some of them are getting together. He even attacks uh, this artist named Lizzo. Now, I'm not really, um, I'm not really familiar with her work. You know, she's all over the place because, you know, she's the the it girl of, of the moment, I guess, in, in terms of music. But, you know, she's a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> she is a full-figured um, woman. And um, she is very talented though. Like I said, I don't, I don't know her music, but I do know that I think it was last week or the week before she went and played some amazing, um, is she, is it a flute? What instrument does she play? I think it's a flute, but anyway, she, she played this, um, hold on. Let me tell you what, which, who it was. She got to play this flute that was from some guy, uh, James Madison's flute at the library of Congress, like the James Madison historically. Right which is amazing. And, um, you know, just talking about the importance of, of young people being exposed to different things in life. Uh, she came up as a musician learning how to play the flute. And I don't know if she plays any other musical instruments, but folks, this is a 200 year old crystal flute um, that she was able to play. It was seen as, as a historical moment really, because, you know, she's, what, what genre of music is she in? I don't know. She's maybe hip hop. I don't know what she's considered, but <clears throat> everybody was like, oh, what's a flip flop artist knowing how to do, how to do that. But she's actually a classically trained flutist. Yes. And she introduced the instrument before playing it, stating that this is from the early 1800s. And it was a gift to James Madison from a French crystal flute designer to celebrate his second term. Um, and then there was a fire and the only two things that were saved where a portrait of George Washington and this crystal flute right here this is what she said in her introduction before she played it. And I'm the first person to ever play it. So you're about to hear what it sounds like for the first time. Thank you to the Library of Congress for preserving our history 
and making history cool. History is freaking cool, you guys. And of course, this is amazing because as an African-American young lady, um, undoubtedly, you know, she will be um, known amongst a lot of young people. And when they see that, um, hello, Lizzo isn't just about the sparkly costumes and whatever performances she does now. She is a classically trained flutist. Like she took the time to have that skill set and that allowed her to have this amazing historical moment. Um, it says here in Forbes magazine at Forbes.com that she went on to play a haunting melody with the flute and for her final flourish uh, began twerking on stage <laughs> before ending the performance and giving the flute back to its handler. Um, so it says that unbeknownst to her, Lizzo's, Lizzo's breathtaking music into that ancient flute summoned a legion of trolls. Ugh, there's always those. Uh-huh. Who claims that they were furious that, that she had desecrated the sacred instrument by daring to shake her rear end. Oh, honey child, some of y'all need to shake your rear end a little bit more often. Let me tell you, shake it. Shake your booty. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, and these are people who, for the record, most of them can't play a flute to save their lives. Um, you know, they, they, they don't know anything about that, but yet they want to be the official authority on everything, right? Um, so apparently this, this is what it said. For some reason, the simple act of twerking is a move guaranteed to boil the blood of right-wing culture warriors. It's their kryptonite, <laughs> a dance move, which practically requires a trigger warning in advance. Least they burst a blood vessel in blinding rage. This is what Forbes <laughs> wrote. Oh, this is so funny. Um, Jenna Ellis, who's a former campaign lawyer for Donald Trump, says Lizzo's performance was a desecration purposely of America's history. Matt Walsh, a right-wing influencer, described Lizzo's performance as a form of racial retribution, according to the woke left. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what to say. But anyway, um, she uh, did a fantastic job. And all I can tell you, it has been the talk <laughs> across social media for the last couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, they'll be all right. They'll, they'll, they'll survive. Fear not. Uh, so the, this is what one person said. Lizzo is such an interesting person for right-wing content creators to moralize about because she's squeaky clean, because she's so squeaky clean. She makes catchy songs about positivity and plays the flute. There's no plausible deniability that they hate her for any other reason other than she's black and fat. Mm, mm, mm. This other person, Ricky, said uh, fabulous superstar singer Lizzo is living rent-free in the empty minds of racists today from masterfully playing a 200-year-old crystal flute. They never even knew it existed until she played it. <laughs> oh, must be exhausting to live in such hate day in and day out. Um, these are some of the comments. Another person said, uh, the founding fathers would be rolling over if they knew what Lizzo did with that old flute. Imagine telling Ben Franklin what twerking is. He'd be like, uh, I'm down for that freak-ish. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this other person, Steve, said the right wing freak out about Lizzo playing Madison's flute is particularly instructive if you consider that they would also be freaked out had she instead, number one, refused to play it, or number two, smashed it. The lesson is uh, she's not allowed to have a relationship to that flute. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, so yeah, but I, I was thinking of Lizzo because, um, Kanye West has also been attacking her talking about, oh, you know, people are, um, you know, giving her a pass, although she's obese and, and needs to lose weight. And Kanye has just been going after everybody child. So this is what Lizzo said in relation to Kanye West. Um, so he insulted her about her weight in a Fox news interview. Uh, she said, uh, I'm minding my fat, black, beautiful business after Kanye West's demonic insult. <laughs> oh, my God. These people are just, and she says she has no time for haters. She's a Grammy Award winner, 34 years old. And um, yes, Kanye has something to say about everybody these days. While he should probably be focusing on his own mental health care and really take a minute from, um, you know, social media for sure. So Yi, as he's known as these days, 45 years old, uh, attacking everyone from his soon-to-be ex-wife. I don't know if the divorce is official yet, but I know they got an official separation. Um, him and, and uh, what's her name again? Um, Kimberly Kardashian. He's been attacking her um, so much so that even her sister, Chloe, stepped in on his last rant uh, last week where he, after he put on his White Lives Matter shirt, some people said some stuff and then he's like, oh, now y'all have the nerves to, to talk, but you wouldn't talk about, um, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't talk about when I couldn't go to my daughter's birthday party, some foolishness. And listen, Chloe went in and she was like, you know, we're trying not to have this conversation, but you insist on having it in social media. Can you please leave Kimberly alone so that the kids can have a normal life? And I'm like, there is no such thing as a normal life with a Kanye West in your life a year, whatever he's been called these days. But child, he's been on the rampage calling out everybody. Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, Lizzo, Ice Cube, Adidas, like even the people who are his sponsors, like he has business, uh, you know, arrangements with, he has actually taken to insulting them. Now he's known as a multi-billionaire with four black children. That's, you know, that's what he refers to himself as. But I think that billionaire status might actually be in trouble because he has, uh, oh my gosh, he's just in this really self-destructive cycle at the moment. And he is, you know, saying the most ridiculous things about um, some of the people that he has business partnership with. And I think that some of them are actually going to consider dropping him because there comes a point where it's just not worth it. Like the, like the crazy and the exposure that, you know, um, these companies would get, it just isn't worth it. And he said three days ago, apparently, that it hurts his feelings that people think he's crazy. But then he continues to do stuff that is like, what? So this is part of his whole Fox News interview. Um, people think he's crazy because of his actions and he doesn't stop. You know, um, so all we can do is wish him luck, child. He's He's got 
he definitely has uh, some serious issues, but he's at war with Diddy. Um, you know, he just, he just is a war with everybody, including himself. And I guess that's the saddest part. He's, he's actually more, most importantly at war in his own mind. All right. So let's move on from him. Poor thing. I don't know what to say. Uh, ASAP Rocky too. He went after him. Oh Lord. He better leave Rihanna mad alone. Cause you know, that Bajan woman, she got someone tell him a thing or two. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all ever listen to um, Rihanna? Her Bayesian accent is so strong. The other day she was saying something and, and uh, they were interviewing her and they were like, oh my gosh, hear that Bayesian accent? Uh, Vicky says, drama man, Wes. Yes, honey child, he's full of drama. Uh-uh-uh. I don't know what's wrong with him, boy, but I mean, he's bipolar. So that, that explains a lot um, of his behavior, you know? And he just goes off, honey child. Oh, I hope he gets help because I am a I'm very, very much aware um, that the children, especially his eldest, um, what's her name again? What's the little girl's name? Um, Northwest. Yes. Um, you know, she is, she seems to be mature beyond her years as a lot of these celebrity kids are. And so um, she's very much, I think, aware of some of it. I don't know how much her mother can protect her from what's happening, but, you know, in this day and age, there's only so much protection you can give kids before they have to live in the real world. You know, she goes to school. I'm sure kids are like, what, what's wrong with your dad? Like he's attacking everybody. And so, like I said, Chloe said, I don't want to do this in social media, but you keep bringing it here. You're the father of my nieces and nephews. And I'm trying to be respectful, but please, stop, and she put that in caps, tearing Kimberly down and using her family when you want to deflect. Speaking of deflection, shall we talk about Miss K-Man Committee? Woohoo! Yes! Bring it on, honey chill. So, I need to... <laughs> Air horn. Yes, Miss K-Man Committee is deflecting this is probably one of the most interesting deflecting jobs I have seen in quite some time. Um, wow. Okay. Well, let's let's bring it to you live and direct, honey chill. So over the weekend, somebody sent me a um, story from, I think it was the Compass. They sponsored the pageant, so I guess they have an inside track into... <laughs> the minds of the committee members and what they're thinking. So someone sent me this headline that said something like, oh, Miss Kman, let me see, Miss Kman committee, uh, what the heck did it say? Oh yes, police review threats and cyber bullying of Miss Cayman Islands com universe committee. Now it's interesting um, <laughs> because uh, all right, let, let me just break it down. You guys will know that the committee has come under, um, obviously because of their decision to allow Miss um, Tiffany Conley to run when she's facing some six criminal charges in court. They've come under not unusual criticism. Something would be wrong with us. Here's the, the headline. Oh, my apologies. Something would be wrong with us if we did not question their decision. 
but they don't like it. They don't like the degree of questioning or the, or, you know, <laughs> I don't know what, what exactly they don't like, but uh, they seem to have some sort of issue with it. Now, here's the most interesting thing about this. I mean, to me, this is like really verging on bizarre without a doubt, right? Because here's the thing. What did they expect was going to happen? That we were all going to be patting them on the back and said, good job, well done. But what is bizarre about the story is how on earth does that amount to cyberbullying? Ay, ay, ay. First of all, let me clarify. I've spoken to some committee members and they knew nothing about this. They said, you know, this is very disingenuous for them to put an article with the photo of, of all the committee members or most of the committee members on an article that talks about, oh, the, the, the committee, as it's a collective situation, um, has received threats and cyberbullying because they don't know anything about it. So this, whatever this complaint is to the RCIPS, it was certainly not taken to, um, it was certainly not taken to the committee to discuss beforehand. Now, isn't that a bit crazy? Right? You you make a, a complaint. And when you say the committee, it gives the implication that it's everybody on the committee. Hmm. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. Because current committee members are like, oh, this is interesting. Because uh, we don't know anything about it. So how can you use our photo and put, put this implication out there that the entire committee is having an issue when that really is not the case? We don't even know anything about this police complaint. And how can a committee make a complaint? Well, a committee really can't make a complaint. This has to be individual members of the committee. And who on earth could they be? Well, let's talk about it a little bit. So first of all, um, there have been three committee members who have resigned recently. My understanding um, is that Cassandra Powell, uh, Lynn Bodden, and Don McLean Brady have all recently resigned, uh, it says, according to the Compass article, in the wake of mounting pressure after the crowning of Tiffany Conley as Miss Cayman. Now, I don't know what their reasons were for resigning. I mean, I know people like Don, for example, is very, very busy. She's been on the committee for a number of years. Maybe she's just had enough. And this was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And that, you know, you know, she's like, yeah, I don't have any time for this foolishness. I'm a busy professional. Um, she works in HR. She has, you know, other businesses, family commitments and so on. She probably just didn't have any time for the foolishness. So I would not be entirely surprised if people like her is like, okay, I'm out. Peace out. I'm done here. That's it. I can't do any more. Maybe on a more, um, you know, sort of moral ground, she had an issue with the fact that, quote unquote, the committee, and like I said, the committee seems to be ran by one or two people, uh, were ignoring all of the signs and chose not to do proper due diligence. And of course, it reflects poorly in her. You know, when you're a professional and you sit on boards or committees that are not ran properly, and it's like a little... Um, you know, just unprofessional, cliqueish group, whatever. Of course, it's going to reflect poorly on you because people are going to go, oh, honey, child, you on that committee? You on that Miss K-Man committee? Oh, my God. Mm. 
how did you guys do that? And meanwhile, you're sitting there going, listen, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know Tiffany had a record. I didn't know all this stuff. Um, yes, due diligence wasn't done. It kind of makes you look bad too. Because people are like, hmm, you, you work in HR and y'all didn't, and you're like, no, that wasn't my job. Like people don't know the dynamics of the committee, right? So I want to first acknowledge that some committee members don't even know anything about this so-called police complaint. Now, who on earth would actually think that anyone has been cyberbullying them and alleged threats? What kind of alleged threats are they talking about? Threats that we were going to boycott the next Miss Cayman? Um, encouraging all sensible young women to not even participate in this pageant anymore? Go over to the Miss World pageant instead? What kind of threats are they talking about? No one, to the best of my knowledge, and obviously I don't know anything that goes on in the world, but I'm not aware of anyone making any cyber bullying or alleged threats. But you know what is so incredibly interesting is that someone could be in a position such as a committee member of a Miss Cayman um, committee and not recognize that their decisions and their behavior will be called into question as it relates to the committee. Isn't that shocking and amazing and amusing all at the same time? You are on a government committee, one that you say you were appointed on, appointed to by the Ministry of Tourism and Transport. Why on earth do you believe, I mean, sort me out if I'm wrong here, folks, but why on earth do you believe that this is some sort of a private group or private organization and your questions can't be called into action? Hmm. It's strange and it's bizarre. Even people who work in private companies in this day and age, folks, have their behavior called into question. There's a lady who was recently um, suspended for using some racist term. Um, I can't remember what her position was. There was the guy who's head of which, which tech company? Google, Facebook, something. Uh, talking about women and their parts. And he's been suspended. There's certain behavior that even when you're in private sector is just so egregious and no longer acceptable to the people that when you engage in it, you will become part of the public discourse. My God, Miss Cayman, the title holder is the Cayman Islands government. That is we the people. And you believe that we the people don't have a right to criticize you when you have brought this title down into the dumpster. It's down there with the, I don't even want to say the pigs, child, because the pigs got more sense than some of these committee members. And, and what is it that you all expect exactly to happen? You expected that nobody would um, call this into question? No, come on now. I can't believe it. And then when they do, you actually think that that amounts to cyberbullying? You know what? Yesterday was Mental Health, um, World Mental Health Day. And I must say that our, I talked about how incredibly resilient people can be. But at the same time, I feel like we live in a community and we live in times now where everybody is insulted by every single thing under the sun. Lord Jesus, y'all need to learn a little bit a thing or two about resilience and about 
being able to take constructive criticism and don't take it personal. No, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Thank God that the case is coming up on the 17th of this month. The date has been confirmed, honey child. I'm glad I got COVID now and not next week because we would have been up, you know what, creek without a paddle. Ooh, honey child. By Monday, trial day, I should be in the all clear. I should take my COVID test today because I think I'm all clear now. <laughs> but nope, I'm staying until Friday and I'll probably stay in most of the weekend. But Monday, ooh, I'm going to be out there live and direct and covering it. So I have people already messaging me, Miss Andy, are you going to be there? Are you going to give us live coverage? I said, well, as live as I can. Obviously, there's no cameras or anything allowed in the courtroom. So during the breaks, I'll go out and give you all a little live. This is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Ay, ay, ay. What a mess we're in. Um, this person actually said to me, uh, again, via um, social media, they said it's so funny that they're complaining about um, cyberbullying when <laughs> this girl herself um, has a history of cyberbullying, referring to the reigning Miss Cayman universe. And I thought, ooh, honey child, I saw the comments, you know, I must tell you. I actually saw all of the comments. This is what the person said. They said, um, uh, first they said on Monday, it's October. Any, any idea when Miss Universe supposed to go to court? Will you be covering the story further? And I said, yes, we'll be covering it. And it's uh, the 17th. They said, I noticed your recent post and how the committee has been concerned about quote unquote cyberbullying when they crowned an actual bully. Oh, the irony. And listen, I have never seen a Miss Cayman contest before that was being live streamed. And in the live stream comments, they had to constantly delete every single comment about the, the person who eventually won. Because all of them are like laughing when she answered the question on, because their question again was about, oh, um, social media and whatever. And they were like, who don't know that Tiffany harasses people on social media more than anybody else and posting stuff about women and being derogatory and da 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 and creating fake, fake profiles. And I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. They were delete, 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 delete all over the place to try to control the community narrative. So, you know, here on, um, <coughs> sorry, here on CMR, we've had the community narrative. We've had the discussions. I think even the premier, to be honest, was surprised when he was here the other day. Um, he's back this Thursday, by the way. He was surprised at how all of you wanted to talk about what is the government's position Miss came in. And I think at one point he was a little bit annoyed, perhaps even, because he's like, oh, we have other things to talk about. And I'm like, with all due respect, sir, the people dictate the conversation. And they are asking the questions about Ms. Cayman. One question after the next. Why is there no accountability? Why is there no government statement? And I could tell that the premier was a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, but, you know, that's what was on the people's minds. And the fact that the people feel that government has not adequately addressed this, 
I think definitely leads to why it can't be put to bed. Does that amount to cyberbullying? We in a community can't even have a conversation anymore about what committees and boards and board members are up to and their shenanigans and what they're doing. It's crazy to say the least. Marshall, good morning, Soka. She says the Bayesian accent is my favorite Caribbean accent. Girl, go sit down. Your favorite Caribbean accent should be Caymanian. <laughs> um, I, I like Rihanna's accent. I don't know that I'm going to say that about all Bayesians, but I do think it has an interesting twist to it. But I do like to listen to Rihanna. I don't have a problem listening to her. Um, so Marshall says that's all Derry Dacre's doing. Well, this does beg the question because I don't think the committee can actually even file a police report. The committee doesn't have a legal, um, it's not a legal entity as such, right? So it would have to be individual members. And I think that the compass should have really spelled out exactly who the individual members are. It's not the committee, unless Derry considers herself to be the entire committee. Maybe she does. Maybe she is the committee. I don't know. But anyway, um, I'm going to tell you all a story because, you know, a lot of people don't recognize um, that this is, is one of those situations where there's always collateral damage. And in my case, there has been collateral damage with this situation. So I'm going to share a very personal uh, moment with you all today because um, you know, I, I know that in this job, it's, it's a tough, it's a much tougher job, I think, than a lot of you realize or recognize, right? Um, and I have to take a position of standing for something, even sometimes when, uh, my friends are impacted by it. And it happens all the time. Most of my really good friends understand that what I do here is separate and apart from our friendship and who we are, right? I always tell my friends, listen, I don't need you to defend me in any way, shape, or form. Nope, not needed, not required. Now, of course, a lot of my friends feel like they have to, like they're at work and Oh, did you hear what Sandy did? And da, 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 da. and they're like, well, you don't know Sandy. And listen, I care not. Very, very clear. You don't have to know anything about me. You don't have to like me. This isn't a popularity contest. I'm not running for Miss Cayman or anything. It's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to not like me. You're entitled to like me. You're entitled to think whatever you want. It has no real impact on my life. Most of the time, you know what I mean? It just, it just doesn't matter. What you think of me doesn't pay the bills. But here's the ironic thing. I keep telling y'all about my five friends. My five, I'm just like the five French fries. You know, because I keep my circle pretty tight. And so those people know that already. And I think sometimes they might feel like if they're in a discussion and my name comes up, they might have to set the record straight or say something. You know, that's great. I appreciate it, I suppose. Um, but this Cayman situation has drawn, uh, um, has created a rift between my really good friend, Kevin, because he's on the committee. 
I'm going to tell y'all how this happened. So, um, when she was crowned that night, I was actually in Miami. I think you guys remember my phone was blowing up. It was quite late before they crowned her. I don't know why the pageant went on so long. And I was actually trying to get ready for sleep and get ready for bed. And all of a sudden the phone is bing, 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 bing. I was like, oh God, what's going on? Everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe she won. And so I was sending him some of the messages. Like it was a lot. And he said to me, he said, just leave it alone. I don't want, I don't want to know anything. And I said, okay, I don't want, I don't want to know anything else or something like that. He said, like, just don't send me anything else. I don't want to hear it. I said, fine. You have to respect your friends when they say that they don't want to hear something or they don't want to hear a conversation. They don't want to have a conversation. I I'm like, not a problem because really and truly it has nothing to do with him and I. So I'm like, okay, he doesn't want to hear it. No problem. So I go about doing my job of calling the committee out and he is a member of the committee. And when I talk about the committee, I'm talking collectively of everyone who was involved in this decision. The problem is I don't actually know who is really pulling the strings for the committee. Because even this latest story leads me to believe that it might be one or two committee members and not the entire committee. Because listen, if the quote unquote committee is gonna go to the police and file a report about committee members being harassed and cyber bullied and whatever, and you have people on the committee who say they don't even know anything about this until they saw it in the news and they're like, that's not right. Who is the committee even? I mean, this really begs the question. Who are these people? So I left it alone. Um, And of course, the public discourse started to happen. People are messaging me. Now listen, Kevin and I go back, oh my God, I can't even tell you how many years. Oh, at least 15 years, if not more. We are tight. This man comes to my house. He has access to my house if he needs it. He's the only other person. I'm going to explain to you guys how close we um, are. He's the only other person who has a door code to my house other than me and my husband. Let that sink in. Yeah, that's how we trust him. Right? He's been there. Uh, my daughter calls him Uncle Kai Kai because she couldn't pronounce Kevin when she was younger. So she calls him Uncle Kai Kai. He is a friend. We have traveled together. Kevin and I have um, slept in the same hotel room together. You know, we um, he snores a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> we haven't traveled a whole lot. But, you know, we have traveled together. There's very few people that can tell you that they've ever traveled with me because I'm also not that kind of, listen, just like I don't invite people to my house that I want you up in my face. I also don't really travel with people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that I reserve for people who are in my inner circle. Kevin was in my inner circle. We used to go to functions before I met Marlon. We'd go to functions together and we just ironically dress alike and people would be like, oh, did you guys um, coordinate your outfits? And I'd be like, no, actually we didn't, but here we are. Dress like twins again. Uh-huh. That's my friend, Kevin. Anything he needs, you know, come, I'll help you. 
And likewise, you know, if I had to borrow money, which, you know, nobody likes to borrow money, he would be one of the few people that I would say, you know what, I would call Kevin. Yeah. So anyway, um, when he said that he didn't want to talk about it on the night of the pageant, I said, okay, leave it alone with him. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a job to do and I don't have an obligation. Now, some of you have been messaging me all kind of stuff about the pageant members and this and that. And some of y'all had some stuff to say about Kevin that I knew wasn't true. And I've, I don't recall ever calling him by name on the show, but I've said, listen, some of you have made allegations that I know for a thousand percent isn't true. And so I'm not going to allow you, especially because he's my friend, but regardless, to say things about someone, even if they're a committee member, we don't agree with the collective committee decisions, you can't then try to tear down individuals and their characters and it not be true. That isn't going to be permissible. So when people emailed me this stuff, I made sure I responded and said, by the way, that part of what you said is not true. Let's set the record straight here because I actually do know Kevin. And I saw a few of you commenting, well, oh, well, isn't your friend in the committee? Isn't that your friend? I'm like, yes, that is my friend. And what's the point? I'm still trying to be impartial and look at this with, you know, uh, an objective pair of lenses here. I don't know at what stage he specifically knew as a committee member what was going on from what wasn't going on. I know that he's the type of person who likes to believe in the underdog. He likes to, um, you know, I'm sure he believes that Tiffany has changed and she's a changed person and she deserves a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 20th time. Cause that's kind of the, he's kind of that person, right? That's his personality. But we have had zero conversation since the crowning night about this whole situation because I was trying to be respectful of his wish not to talk about it. He doesn't have to talk about it. And as his friend, I don't have to have that conversation with him. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to have the conversation in public. Anyway, um, someone who is, I believe one of the contestants or related to one of the contestants has been sending me a lot of information. In fact, I understand that just last week, mm -hmm. they finally got the um, young ladies to sign their contract. Why it's taken this long, only God knows. I have no clue. They have just last week gotten Miss Cayman to sign her contract, which is kind of weird, as well as the runner-up and all the other people. You know, they have to sign an official contract. The Miss Cayman committee was at the government building. Y'all see how I get information? I wasn't there, but I know it went down. And they were there signing the contracts. So the person said, why on earth would they be doing it now, a week before she goes to trial? It is very bizarre. I cannot explain, I cannot explain anything that this committee has done because most of it makes zero logical sense. Okay. They've already said that regardless of the outcome of her trial, she will still be 
keeping all of the prizes. Mm-mm-mm. So at one point, someone sent me a screenshot of um, Kevin's, I think it's his, his, it's his Instagram account. And they said, can you imagine that in light of all of this, a committee member is actually out there bragging about how she is um, how she is in a in the middle of a photo shoot. They're like, what is there to brag about? I posted because everything else, listen to me very carefully, everything else this person has sent, I posted up the question. It's up to you all to decide how important how relevant the question is. Sorry, I posted the question. So here this person is now um, taking a screenshot of my friend's Kevin's page, which I think I follow him on Instagram, but as you all know, I don't really pay much attention to what other people post on Instagram. So I myself didn't see it. Nonetheless, they asked the question, why is a committee member, um, you know, celebrating the fact that she's doing a photo shoot? Shouldn't she be keeping a low profile? At the time, and I, we, we, I posted it. At the time, what is most interesting, I'm going to show you guys the thing here. <coughs> Sorry is we did not yet know that the committee had already agreed, yeah, that they were not going to um, have any public appearances with her. Or she, she wasn't going to do any public appearances. She was supposed to do keep a low profile. This is the agreement that she had with the ministry. Two days after making that agreement with the ministry, she turned around uh and did a public interview. This girl understands that she does not have to play by the rules and that the committee or nothing or nobody else is going to hold her accountable. So you see this post here? This is a screenshot from an email that came in. Says, well, would you look at that? A committee member proud and posting a photo shoot with this winner. Once again, no shame. Clearly, they aren't planning and doing anything about her title, even though she was dishonest in the beginning. What a damn shame. No backbone they have. Real bunch of cowards. Our island has as committee members. As Kenneth, all Kenneth, <clears throat> that's a real joker. Another one with no backbone and no mouth. This was an email, understand me now, that was received. We took a screenshot of the email and posted the email. The only thing I could say was what a royal mess. That's all that was said. What a royal mess. Now, I don't know if Kevin thinks that this wording here is my wording, but honey child, apparently the next time I went to message my dear friend Kevin to check in on him to see how he was doing, I had been blocked on WhatsApp. My long-term friend 
of 15 plus years is no more thanks to Miss Cayman. I'm going to share this story with y'all because you have to understand the sacrifices that you make sometimes when you are in a position such as this. This is shocking to me. I mean, I would have thought we could have at least have had a conversation. Like I said, I don't know if he mistook this as my words or what. All I said was, what a royal mess. Um, <clears throat> but here we are. Congratulations, Tiffany. <laughs> you got you got you new, you got a new friend. Kevin Kevin's a great friend. He'll be there for you. Don't worry. Even if you go to jail, he'll be the one that will come and help you with your provisions and you know bring you snacks and whatever else you might need. But yes, my my dear friend has blocked me and has I don't know if he's unfriended me on social media. I haven't really looked, but he's not my friend anymore. He's not messaging me anymore. I don't know how he's doing. I wish him all the best. It's a sad situation, but I guess collateral damage, you know, I'm the one who's going to have to pay in part for this, the collateral damage of speaking the truth. But folks, trust me, just stay steadfast in the truth. Whatever, whatever your truth is, there will be times, and it is very hurtful, and there will be times that, you know, um, you will lose people along the way because you stand and you stand strong against what is not right. And, um, you know, I'm sure Kevin maybe saw this as some sort of an attack on him, which it isn't. It's simply about accountability. And so even as I reflect on people who are running to the police talking about they're being cyberbullied and they're being harassed. It's like, really? This is the same bunch who decided, and again, this is dairy. I, I mean, I don't know how much the other committee members have much of a say, but trust me, dairy ran and filed a complaint against Army Hammer when he was slapping some woman's rear end in a video talking about, oh, this is Miss, Miss Cayman Islands. People are free to say those things, Derry, in case you missed the memo. He can call anybody Miss Kmat if he wants. And obviously, no one thought at the time that it was Miss Mariah Tibbetts. Everybody knew who it was. But this is her MO. Oh, let's run to the police and complain about Army Hammer. Lapping a woman in the behind, posting on Instagram, and talking about, oh, I'm in bed with Miss Cayman. The level of stupidity, because that's the only word I can use to describe this type of action, to me, is really um, shocking with what is coming out of this committee. And so to my friend, I still consider Kevin my friend, although he may not feel the same. I say to him, you have been a fantastic friend, Kevin. At your core, you're a good person. I think on this particular topic, you are, um, you know, we will share a difference of opinion and we'll leave it at that. I think next week, the facts will start to flow out. I've shared the facts with you guys because I'm actually the only person who's gone and sat down and read the file. So even the people who are standing behind her and who are defending her, they're going after the version of the story that she has told them about how she was the victim. I took the time to speak to the actual victims, to read the actual court file, 
Because according to her, oh, there's CCTV footage that's going to show that they were assaulting her. And I was like, wow, you know, that's the narrative that she's put out there. And I know that some of these committee members actually believe her. She's a dangerous young lady who has lied even about this most recent assault. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you guys who the victims are, but I hope after the trial, they will come forward and share their story because y'all would be surprised at who the upstanding people in the community are that this girl has physically punched and beaten up and assaulted. And they did nothing to her except their child, my apologies, did not want to be in a relationship with her any longer. That's all they did was tell her no. And this was the end result. But I just wanted to clarify this situation here today. This comment was part of an email. Maybe, maybe that wasn't fully understood because of how it's screenshot. Obviously, I'm not going to show the emailer's email address and out that person. Right? And they're entitled to their opinion. Now, here's the sad thing about it. The alternative was for me to not post this at all. And then have people in this community say, you see, when it's Sandy's friend, Kevin Dawkins, that we're talking about, she can't be fair and impartial. She can't put up this, but every other email that I've sent her, oh, she could share it and she could post it and ask the question. But now because it's her friend, because it's her family member, because it's this one, it's that one, oh, she is not capable of being impartial. And you guys know already that I have taken a very firm position that that is never going to be the case on this platform. We have already reported on family. I have a niece who claims that she'll never speak to me again because I had to report on something that my own sister was involved in. What am I supposed to do? I tell people, if you don't want to be in the news, it's actually pretty easy not to be. When you sit on committees and boards and those committees and boards make decisions or do things or support people who are in court for assaulting six different charges, you can expect that if you're posting stuff, that you will end up in the news. And for the world of me, I still do not understand. If the committee intended to do nothing, their best position would be to truly do nothing and say nothing. But they kept pushing her out there, kept posting stuff, going on Star 92.7, doing an interview, popping up here, popping up there. Even Tiffany herself has never posted so much in her life than after winning the crown. So somebody has given them really poor and bad crisis management advice. You know, there was somebody the other day who had some sort of scandal and they literally disappeared from Instagram and social media for three years. And it wasn't anything like this. It wasn't accused of any criminality. It wasn't them being in court. Big time actor, actress, they like shut down. They just came off of social media for three years. And now they're like, okay, now they're slowly re-entering. That's what you do. 
when you've got a scandal like this looming over you, you don't continue to push yourself in the face of the people for the people to go and even your victims to go, wow, this girl has no remorse. She doesn't even care. She's frolicking in her backyard and talked about how, oh, she's in her kiddie pool. I mean, the girl lives in such a fantasy world that it is truly shocking. She does not appear to have a grasp on reality or she's just the world's biggest pretender. You choose which one you want to believe. Chantal says, I'm sorry, that must really hurt. Irvin is shocked. Anthony says, genuine question. This should be prepped for Miss Kiman. Performing duties, et cetera, in the buildup to the competition. Shouldn't this alone DQ her? Let her run next time if she cleared. What a mess. Salvin says he believes in second chances, so he likes that about Kevin. Um, Marshall says, how is she going to use her um, prizes from jail? Well, I guess they'll still be there when she gets out. She'll probably need a massage then. I mean, I don't know. And who knows? I mean, she might not go to jail at all. Moya says, always no consequences, no boundaries, no regard for the rules or laws. I hope the court can finally uphold the laws and give justice to her countless victims. Uh, Miss Ethel says, oh, wow, really sad, Sandy. Yeah. Uh, Marshall says, well, so much for a friend of 15 plus years. My dear. You know, I'm sympathetic towards how he might feel. But I hope that he also understands that I have a job to do. And there were people who were already like, yeah, well, that's her friend. She's never going to question him. And I'm like, well, for me, it wasn't about questioning him specifically because he's not the committee chairperson. The person who is responsible for the committee is a chairperson. And that's why I have specifically addressed people like Derry Dakers. And that's why I have specifically even talked about her other behavior that, in my opinion, I'm shocked that this government has allowed her to remain in the position that she's remained in because of her political alliances and meddling during the election. That's the only thing that we've talked about that, you know, I don't know what cyberbullying she's talking about or who she's referring to. Um, and I think this is the sort of thing that really makes you wonder why people even get on committees. Like maybe, maybe you're just not cut out to be in the public eye and you need to go back to being a private citizen. Live says Kiman is small. He better recoil. Um, I'm not quite sure I know what that means, but Judy says when my, when any friend that I was loyal to and walked away from me, I always say, thank you, God, because only he sees and knows why he removed them from my life. A true friend would address the issue with you. Um, Cameron says, when is this going to court? Can't wait for the fiasco to be done with. The 17th, so Monday, we're coming up. And, you know, Judy, I mean, like I said, I didn't know that he had taken offense to anything and I didn't, you know, know that he had even blocked me. I was really, really a bit surprised by that on WhatsApp. But um, I guess... It is what it is. Uh, you hope that at some point there will be a conversation to be had. I mean, I don't know. But I feel like I'm also at that age, Judy, where I completely understand your sentiments. Like nobody wants to lose. When you, got, when you say you got five friends, nobody wants to lose one of your five friends. You know what I'm saying? 
But at the same time, I am in agreement with Judy up to a point that things happen in life sometimes for a reason. And you have just got to accept what is. And you can't fight for something. It's like being in a relationship with someone, <laughs> Tiffany. When someone doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, you cannot, um, you can't fight for that. You know, you just have to be willing to say, okay, this person has made the decision. They didn't talk to you about it. The reason why, and this, this is the ironic part, right? In any other circumstance, I would have said to him, hey, I'm going to put this up and whatever, because he has specifically said to me, I don't want to talk about this. Don't talk to me. I'm trying to respect his wishes to not have a conversation about this. Otherwise, I would have said, oh, I'm putting this post up just as an FYI. But he specifically said, I don't want to talk about Miss K-Man. I don't want to have a conversation. So the entire time, all those weeks that this had been going on, we never mentioned Tiffany's name. We would have conversations with everything else, but Tiffany and Miss K-Man. And so it's kind of, um, you know, it's kind of sad in a way, but what, what am I supposed to do, really? You let people go, and what's the saying? If it's meant to be, it'll, it'll happen or whatever. And then sometimes you transition. Um, my sinuses are starting to get a little bit irritated. So funny enough, somebody just said, you were sounding so much better today. Um, sometimes you... You, um, you just have to uh, let a situation play out, you know? The truth will always be revealed. I was having this conversation with my aunt yesterday. She's a big-time progressive supporter, honey child. So a lot of times she's like, oh, you know, you're supporting the other side. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, honey, chill. Rest assured that all is revealed in the end. People question, well, Sandy, how do you know this? How do you know that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, trust me. How do you know this person? was uh, talking to the progressives and da, 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 da. I said, trust me, just leave it alone. You will see in the end, there's some points that it becomes like, like you just stop even discussing it because you're like, you know what? Time reveals all time will tell. You just got to sit back and let it happen. It is what it is. But um, you know, this show, this program and what I do takes a toll and I should acknowledge and say, um, I'm going to take a little break here because my sinus is really a bit irritated, but I should say that even from the perspective of my personal relationship, um, with my husband, you know, there are challenges because when I first started CMR, this platform, I always said that this was a passion and not a paycheck. And what I meant was this wasn't paying any bills. It was the opposite. I was funneling this with funds from other sources. And it's difficult 
for me to say to my husband, oh, you know, I need to do my talk show. It used to be in the evenings. I need to do this. I need to do that. He wasn't on board at all with this whole concept of CMR. When I first started this, he didn't understand it. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing this for? Da-da-da-da. But he has allowed me the space to do what ultimately has been my calling and what I needed to do, right? And over the past five years, it has not been an easy journey. He's a very private person. He doesn't want people walking up to him talking about CMR. He doesn't know anything about CMR. He doesn't read CMR. Um, you know, he doesn't help me with any of the IT stuff, believe it or not. He helps me with my computer because I need my computer for everything I do. But that's about it. So when people start engaging, oh, did you hear what was on Marlowe this morning? He's like, listen, I don't listen to Marlowe. And I know people find that hard to believe, but he doesn't. He's not into it, not at all. And so it's taken a toll because I am in a bit of a public space myself, right? And he's a very private person and he's a very family oriented person. And he doesn't like stress and drama and all that kind of stuff. And this, this brings a certain amount of that. So, you know, I have to be grateful that he has been, um, even supportive in the sense that he just allows me to be me and to do what I need to do within the space of uh, my community. But it's not easy. It's not easy having people constantly ringing off the phone and, you know, it's like you go on vacation, you don't get a break. Um, always helping and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. It really, really is a significant sacrifice. But when you're passionate about something, you do it anyway, regardless of the sacrifice uh, that has to be made. So um, I'm going to take a little break and then I'm going to come back and share something. We're going to go into just a little bit of overtime uh, with you guys this morning. Recover personal injury attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. Crichton Properties is one of Cayman's most trusted real estate companies for over 50 years. We offer a diverse selection of property listings and help our clients navigate the world of buying or selling their properties with confidence. Crichton is a name you can trust with our excellent customer service and family-friendly touch. Contact us today to list your home, land, or condo for sale by calling 949-5250 or email info at crichtonproperties.com. Crichton Properties, a trusted Cereba member. Wonderland Christmas trees are here. It's official. It's Cayman's most wonderful time of the year. Don't delay or all the elves will give the trees away. Stop by our Christmas tree lot to select from the finest balsam fir trees, starting at $100 for 5 to 6 feet. Christmas lot is 
Located right next to Costulus and Governor Square. Selected from the best farms in Canada, your tree has been grown with love and care by all our elves for many years. Wonderland Christmas Trees is owned and operated by experienced elves with over six years of industry experience. Don't trust your Christmas tree needs to anyone else. And remember, for every tree you purchase, Wonderland Christmas Trees makes a donation to feed our future and Meals on Wheels. Visit wonderlandtrees.ky or find us on Facebook to place your order today. Christmas tree sales going on now. Don't delay. Wonderland Christmas Trees, your best choice for Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Hard to believe that Christmas is here almost again. So uh, to get the best Christmas trees, you got to early. You have to order early. So please, folks, check out Wonderland Christmas Trees. Um, so, you know, these are the sacrifices and a lot of people don't, what they say, you, you see the journey, but you don't know the story. You don't see the struggle that comes with it. Um, so Miss Dawn, Monday is not a holiday as far as I know. I don't think so. Um, you wanted to go to court on Monday, so it's a holiday. No, no, no. Monday is not a holiday. Uh, Miss Moya says, sure. Hope all these courtroom cameras are working and recording properly on Monday. We, the community, would like to tune in online and not crowd the physical courtroom. Well, unfortunately, believe it or not, that is not something that is available in the Cayman Islands. So um, you don't get to watch um, courtroom proceedings like that. Not in this jurisdiction. In America, yes. Cayman, no. Um, so we will do a live stream once we're outside of the courthouse to let you know what has transpired. Um, Marshall says, was he a real friend or a friend in disguise? No, 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 Marshall. No. Um, I think that, you know, at my age, you get a sense of, of who your real friends are. And, um, without a doubt, he was a real friend for many, 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 many years. I don't, I don't have to question that, but I think it's unfortunate that this situation has, um, you know, has ended in, in such a way in terms of this. Uh, Richard says, I hope that you and your friend can resolve your issue. The Miss Cameron pageant isn't worth the loss of a friend. Well, I certainly don't think so. And the irony of it, <sighs> Tiffany, in this situation, a boyfriend beater? Nah. I mean, my God, who can stand by that? Mm, mm, mm. Debbie says, when people leave your life, there's a reason. When one door closes, another one opens, move on and wish Kevin well. Your CMR posse loves you. You got us. Uh, Izzy, good morning, says Keyman likes to hide things in the court, and that's why they don't want you to go in there. Uh, well, yeah, that too. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, you know, and um, even during COVID, you know, I lost, um, you know, I considered her a friend, uh, Miss Izzy, because of her position on COVID. And again, it wasn't a situation where I'm the one who ended it. I just took a very uh, scientific uh, approach based on what the information that we had available. And I think that as friends, you can agree to disagree. My friends don't have to believe everything that I believe and I don't have to believe everything that they believe. And, uh, you know, there are some friends that I have who we think very, very differently. And I've accepted that over the years and that's fine. But she opted to say that because I um, supported vaccines and I supported what the science was actually showing and what it was saying, 
that she was going to block me as well. And it's really unfortunate because just the other day, my daughter said, oh, um, because I don't, you know, I don't, I obviously don't have certain conversations with my daughter because I think certain things are adults conversations. I've not said anything to her about Uncle Kai Kai and why she hasn't seen him lately. Um, He showed up at the birthday party in August. And I think that was the last time we saw him anyway. And so um, Miss Izzy used to pick her up and take her to, you know, her different functions and whatever. And she said to me, this was kind of a sad moment. We were driving and just out of the blue, she's like, oh, um, will you invite Miss Izzy to my birthday party? And I said, well, you just had a birthday party. You don't have a birthday party for And She's like, yeah, but next year, will you invite her to Christmas? And it's because Miss Izzy had traditionally come by like Christmas Day and, you know, she comes to, to the birthday parties and that sort of thing. So I said, okay. I said, sure. Um, and it kind of broke my heart because she's like, I don't really, I don't really remember. Um, I don't really, really remember what she looks like, but I remember I used to have a good time with her. And I thought, you know, kids are just so amazing and so innocent. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because in life, I guess they will learn soon enough that people come and people go through um through through different means through different you know different ways <laughs> debbie says by the way change your door lock oh don't worry child we have a um it's a combo situation so you can remove people and add people at will um modern technology honey chill so i want to read something with you guys today and i think maybe this is a good opportunity um to wrap things up a little bit so um Someone said the outcome of this case is going to be very interesting. Your friendship with Kevin is over 15 years strong. So that's just, this is just a bump in the road. You both have a conversation hopefully soon. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm okay. Uh, another person says one amen from Ireland. <laughs> um, so this other person says, you just ask a question. What am I supposed to do? You've answered this many times on air. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Oh my gosh. Regardless of the sacrifice, we go on because it's our passion and beneficial to the public with whom we interact. Sandy, I'm questioning Kevin's genuine friendship. I'm surprised he fooled you. No, I don't think he fooled me. I think this is a situation where he is like really hurt. And for whatever reason, he didn't express that to me. And the intent was certainly not to hurt him. And I do see how maybe he thought that the words attached to that photo, like he doesn't understand that that was actually a screenshot of an email. And those were not my words. My words were, what a royal mess, because the whole thing is a royal mess. And so maybe he thought that I was saying those things about him and he felt like it stepped over the line. I think this is just a situation, folks, of uh, someone being really hurt about a situation. And um, I think the strength of relationships are tested and time will ultimately tell if they can endure. Someone says, good morning on your post about Miss Cayman Universe Committee and the so-called threats. What's interesting is you hear nothing from them and the committee chair, Derry, is living her best life, ignoring all the chaos, the crowning of Tiffany caused. That could have been avoided if they had sense to do the right thing. Now, all of a sudden, following the crowning of Miss Cayman world and the highlight of what she represents, a true queen, oh, 
And she is all over reigning and representing as she should. Derry and her so-called committee come up with this so-called debt threats to get attention because they can't any they can't any with the trashy queen they're supporting. I don't know why Derry or any of those committee members think that they are that important for anyone to serve jail time for. Cha. Remember, he good friends with that wannabe Miss Universe, the B word, Derry. Well, <laughs> you know, you can be uh, friends with different people and you keep them in a box. <laughs> not, not all friends um, commingle. So, yes, um, he is actually really good friends with Derry as well. And I allow him to. That's that's his prerogative. That's his choice. I can't tell my friends who to be friends with, even if I'm not friends with them. And it's not like Derry and I have ever had an issue. Um, you know, our common connection, I think, has just always been that we were both friends with Kevin. Um, it is what it is. Miss uh, Venice says, I believe in live and let live as long as you're okay with me and don't pressure me to your beliefs and I'm the same. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I... I I am not able to do my job on this platform. I think that's two very, very different things, right? And this talk show in particular is um, a opinion-based show. You know, we do the website news and we share stuff on social media. But I think a lot of people don't understand that this isn't, I'm not sitting here reading the news to you every day. How boring would that be? This is about us exchanging ideas, thoughts, me putting my opinion out there, you put your opinion out there. We don't have to disagree. Sometimes things get a little bit heated and it is what it is. Uh, Selvin says some of these comments should be screened shot as name calling other people should be screened, screened such as name calling other people uh, should be screened. Um, and again, Selvin to the point to the comment I've just made, people are entitled to their opinion. And some people's opinions are very, very strong. I'm not the censorship police. I got to be honest with you. That isn't really my job. We try to encourage people, uh, especially when it comes to certain adult words, because we may have younger viewers, um, to be mindful. Um, you know? But if you call somebody the B word, is that the end of the world? And your opinion, that's what they are. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. Let's have a reflective moment, this poem here. Beautiful poem. I came across this, I think, in, in university. And boy, it has held through, true, through the years. It's entitled, A Season, sorry, A Reason, A Season, or A Lifetime. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you know which one it is, you will know what to do with that person. Mm, mm, mm. Can I get a hallelujah up in here? This is just so appropriate. How many, how many of us have, have ever been there? A season, a reason, or a lifetime. Oh my gosh. Absolutely amazing. When someone is in your life for a reason... It is usually to meet a need that you have expressed. 
They have come to assist you through difficulty, to provide you with guidance and support, to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They may seem like a godsend, and they are. They are there for the reason you need them to be. Then, without any wrongdoing on your part or at an inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to an end. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they walk away. Sometimes they act up and force you to take a stand. What we must realize is that our need has been met. Our desire fulfilled. Their wake is done. The prayer you sent has been answered. And now it is time to move on. Some people come into your life for a season because your turn has come to share, grow, or learn. They bring you an experience of peace or make you laugh. They may teach you something you have never done. They usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it, it is real for only a season, but only for a season. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons, things you must build upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson, love the person, and put what you have learned to use in all other relationships and areas of your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. Human connections are essential, essential to health and well-being. Thank you, everyone, whose presence in your life, sorry, thank everyone whose presence in your life has made a difference. So incredibly powerful because again, it just proves the point that not everything is meant to last for a lifetime. Sometimes it is for a reason and sometimes it's just for a season. And you have to, I think, ultimately be okay with either of those, uh, quite frankly, being a possibility. Miss Judy says, I think he was a true friend and he expected you to not discuss as much as you did on the topic because he's part of the committee. However, I truly understand your job and position to not be impartial. And I have, you know, unfortunately, because of the nature of what I do, other friends who um, likewise have ended up in the news. And, um, you know, I just, the, the most that I can do is just tell you that it's coming. I try not to blind, uh, blind sight, blind side people. I say, hey, this story is coming. I'm not going to necessarily tell you the details of the story or whatever. I had another friend who owns a business. One of her employees in court for a case that's going to be quite interesting as it unfolds. All I could say is tomorrow the story is coming. And she said, okay, thanks for the heads up. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to get into the nitty gritty of the details, but it's coming. So uh, Debbie says a true friend is like a diamond, precious but rare. A false friend is like autumn, 
Lee's found everywhere. Have a blessed day. Huh. Miss Soka says, I had to install the latest Facebook app as Facebook won't, wouldn't open. And now I am seeing many, many comments hidden by Facebook with option to unhide them. When you unhide them, there's nothing in the comments that's derogatory or demeaning. So no idea what Facebook is doing in the latest app. I posted a few screenshots on CMR yesterday. Practically all of Jonathan's comments were hidden. Um, no, I think what it is, is um, I don't know why Facebook has made this change, but there is, um, when you go to Facebook now, there is, like, it'll show you how many comments in total. And then um, it it's high. Yeah, I don't know why Facebook's doing it, but it, it gives you the option to change it to view all. So let me just show you guys this because maybe you've noticed this as well. So say say I go here. Uh, well, this live show is like a good example. Let me pick another one. Uh, right. You see this little drop down thing here that says most relevant. So it'll tell you there are four comments, but it's actually only showing me one. If you change that to all, <coughs> sorry, then it'll actually show you all the comments. Not sure. Facebook's always making changes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just had a cough and smell. Anyway, too much talking. Let me come off. Stay tuned for the news. Um, <coughs> oh my goodness. Anthony has a comment. Whoa. All right, that's my cue. Here's the news from Kevin. Y'all have a great day. From, yes, the other Kevin. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Emergency services responded to a fiery single vehicle collision that occurred on Shamrock Road near Brightview Drive on Saturday around 3 in the morning. It was reported that there was an explosion, and when checks were made, a vehicle was seen on fire. The driver of the vehicle was assisted out of the vehicle by a resident near the location. The driver was taken to the hospital where he is being treated for serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Two people were arrested on suspicion of working outside the limitations of their work permits in a joint strategic operation conducted by Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman and the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service. The operation was part of the Work Compliance Unit's remit to tackle illegal employment in the Cayman Islands in addition to other breaches of the immigration law. Phase 1 of the Georgetown landfill remediation is almost completed as work continues between the Cayman Islands government and DART to finalize project agreement negotiations and reach financial close, Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton announced. Premier Panton provided an update on the progress of the new Integrated Solid Waste Management System, or RENGEN, project in Parliament. The project is a public-private partnership between government and DART. 
Miss World Cayman Islands Leanne Tibbetts was honored recently for making significant strides in her career by becoming only the fourth female pilot to be employed by Cayman Airways, the national airline of the Cayman Islands. She was recognized by the Ministry of Health, Wellness and Home Affairs and the Cayman Islands Cadet Corps for her recent professional and personal achievements. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise at 618, sunshine and clouds will be mixed. The day heats up to the high 80s, but it will feel hotter than that when the high temperatures at 87 degrees Fahrenheit and the relative humidity is at 74% like the forecast calls for. It will feel around 103 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds east at 10 to 15 miles per hour and the sun sets at 605. At nighttime, the temperature falls to the low 80s. Looking forward, a typical summer pattern of hot days, warm nights with scattered showers is expected. CMR weather updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price and we encourage you to support them. Now for some regional and international news. Over the weekend, Julia passed by San Andreas, Colombia as it was strengthening into a hurricane and then made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane in Nicaragua on Sunday. Once inland, it weakened to a tropical storm, bringing tropical storm force winds to most of Nicaragua and parts of southern Honduras, El Salvador and Guatemala. Several deaths were reported due to Julia. Rudolph Boxer Shaw, one of Jamaica's most wanted who was caught in the Cayman Islands, was shot dead by police on Saturday. Shaw was killed two days after escaping from the Central Police lockup in Kingston, Jamaica. Two guns were recovered following the police-involved shooting. Countries including Jamaica are on high alert after the World Health Organization issued a warning for four cough syrups that could be linked to the deaths of 66 children in Gambia. To date, four products have been identified in Gambia but may have been distributed through informal markets to other countries or regions. More than a dozen U.S. airport websites were knocked offline by Russian-speaking hackers. Some of the impacted airports included some of America's largest airports. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless. for tuning in to another episode of the cold hard truth on bobo 89.1 fm cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7 30 a.m never miss an episode again watch anytime on cmr's facebook and youtube channels for the latest show episodes don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit caymanmarlroad.com for all the latest news and community happenings 